Sorry. Hey, homie. Am I working? Yep. You've got a lot of line noise, and Taj sounds like Batman. I think this is perfectly normal. Yep, I was just I was just going to say that. And Soundboard is dead. Soundwave is dead tonight. Wish we had a Soundboard and we could play taps for it. You can fix that in post. No. No, no I can't. One less thing to worry about. Sorry, guys, I had set an alarm. I didn't hear it going off. The weird thing is, you joined and then weren't here. Yes, I know. I was ready. I wouldn't dare take a nap if I wasn't ready at all. I, I got ready and then tried to get a nap in. No, no, like five minutes ago, your account joined the room. No, I joined the room over a half an hour ago. That's your server acting up. Absolutely possible, but I have in the log here at 20.07.08, Pokey connected and entered channel. And when I got here, you were not here. So, server's haunted. Confirmed. Yeah, that's the server doing stuff. When I first switched on Mumble and the list of servers came up, it said there were eight people logged in. Huh. Um, no. No, there was not anyone in here, but it said there were eight logged in. Oh, good. Sounds like I need to do more server maintenance again. Tis the spooky season. You gotta teach it to count? Well, I mean, I haven't run, like, updates and shit in a while. And you like, four ever? No, that's not true. That's how I run servers. Yes, but I'm a professional. I am, too. I'm professionally bad at running servers. Okay, so it was May... Which is not never, but... I mean, that's probably more recent than our last episode. It's been so long that Honky Maku asked us if we were still okay. I know, I put it in the show notes. You feeling okay, Taj? You sound like Batman. Yes, I am not feeling okay, and I do sound like Batman. You Random, episode 85 for October 2023. Magic mayonnaise? Good evening, everyone. We're back, bitches. <laughs> wow. I am Lyle, uh, and as usual, I am joined by my good friend, Pokey. Hello, everyone. Sorry we were off for so long. We, we needed it. And our good friend, Batman. I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> okay, we've got to get that for the sound wave once he's back up and running. <laughs> sound wave is... How does sound wave need a longer vacation than we do? Soundwave is written in Node.js. Oh, that explains it. Yep. We should probably start by saying sorry we were on such a long vacation. We didn't know we were going to do it either. It just sort of happened. Summer happened, and then we're bad at planning, and then we continue to be bad at planning, and then life continued happening. The end. We were gone so long, we got feedback about being gone so long. Um, Augie Magoo hopped on the Matrix room. Funny enough his own Matrix room for Linux Lodcast and was like, uh, where the fuck are you guys? Are you alive? So I can say yes, and I think Taj can say barely. Yeah, right now it's a 50-50 it's, it's a shot. So what's going on, Taj? Is it laryngitis or something else? I, I literally have no fucking clue. Like, this is nonstop six weeks of some kind of sickness. I think the only gap that I had was like the two or three days that I was in Columbus with uh, Lyle do an OLF. I was mostly functional those few days, and then I've been sick. And I was sick before. You were definitely uh, popping some antibiotics and snoring like a freight train, which is, is not a problem, because I'm sure I was too. I feel yeah. bad for anyone who was our neighbor. Yeah, I was definitely on antibiotics then, for an ear infection. Taj is a super spreader event. 
I, I mean, yeah, I think part of it is because I'm not in schools for work, so I'm not exposed to anything. And now, like, my littlest one is in kindergarten, so I'm just getting all the germs and no uh, antibodies. Oh, so you're just, like, mainlining a Petri dish. Yeah, I mean, I should just go, like, lick a manhole cover or something. That, that should fix things. Prob- probably less dirty, less germy. Than a kindergartner? Undoubtedly. Yes. That's the way it works. So, I'd like to personally apologize for our hiatus because I think I triggered it. Thinking back upon you know the summer and what happened, I think it was my fault. No, maybe. It was not any- okay, I, I I guess I can upgrade that to a maybe if it'll make you feel better. But I think all of us had plans in such a way that we were never all available at the same time. Mm, no, we didn't even check. It was I picked an album of the month that I didn't honestly feel good about. And I picked it for nothing and I felt bad. And it was like, it just, it shot a hole in the rubber raft that the the show was floating on at that moment. And I think that triggered it. Honestly, I, I don't, I think it's literally what Lyle said. We all just like anytime that uh, Lyle could do it. I could, it was just like our summers just did not align. Yeah, no, it had, like, yeah, yeah, we kind of backed off from the album of the month for a little bit, but that that has nothing to do with why we didn't do it. We just got busy. Okay, because it felt like that. Oh, I am sorry if you felt like that. Let me no. very publicly say, it wasn't that. We were just all busy. Like, we didn't take time off because of the whole album of the month thing. At, at least I didn't. I've just been insanely busy. All right. Well, there's no need to apologize. I didn't say you made me feel that way. It just, it felt that way to me. It felt like when I admitted that I picked an album of the month, I couldn't really stand behind. It felt like I deflated the show. And I, so, and maybe it was just me living in, you know, a glass tube, whatever. Oh, no. Please, please take that as a Canadian apology. I don't know what that is. I don't know any Canadians. He, he says it like this. Sorry. No, 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 no. The Canadian apology. Canadians apologize so much they actually legally have on the books that us apologizing for something is not at all an admission of guilt. It is an "I am sorry that happened to you," not "I am sorry that I did this." Oh, kind of like how now in Webster's dictionary, if you look up the word literally, the definition of it is figuratively. I, that is that, also true, but I'm not sure those connect. It's literally true. <laughs> God damn it! I missed this. <laughs> Recursion jokes are awesome. My brain is in a recursion loop trying to think of the next joke for that, but it just keeps going back to the beginning. There you go. Just did it. That's why when I, okay, when I was a younger person and used to smoke marijuana, that's why I couldn't sleep because my thoughts kept going in circles like that. I think that's the opposite of what it's supposed to do. Oh yeah, I know. Everybody else tells me what great dreams they have when they're high. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Insomnia is what it is. Also for feedback, um, and I'll get into this a little bit more later, but Biku and I have been emailing back and forth, and he he inspired me in a way that we'll discuss later. Coolio, cool. Yeah, he's he's he was my homie for uh, about a week and a half. I mean, he's my homie all the time, but you know. Wow, way to be a one upper. Just do my job. Because you're which bad. One, which, which one of them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sore subject. We're not talking about it. Oh, I'm, so- I'm sorry. I yeah, was no, referring was... to the fact that you you wear like 37 hats, not the other thing. It's also the other sore subject. It's that in his throat. No, I was I was joking. I, I literally don't care. Like it's fine. 
Hey, um, I, I think I owe everyone some uh, four job fiesta updates. Is it already over? It's been over for over a month. That's, that's what I was thinking. I guess over a month by the time someone hears. So how'd it go? I, I, I mean, I finished it. I got the most broken bullshit jobs in the best ways. It was like, I have th- all of the jobs that can just break this game horribly. I got, I think, just two. But there's the bard, which trivializes a bunch of things. And then the chemist, which is just like, hey, there's a potion for that. Better RPGing through chemistry. Yeah. And either one of them can just make the game go away as far as problems go. The two of them together are just funny. Oh, oh, Mystic Knight. That was the other one. That's, it's not super broken, but when you pair it up with one of the two that are, because with bards, you can um, you sing songs and they make you more powerful. And you can just keep doing that for forever and get very, very powerful. And chemists, as I said, just have potions that solve every problem. Sweet. Oh, see, that would be my nightmare. It's basically like just casting bardic inspiration on your or your caster and just keep doing it. Yep. I hate potions in games so much. I don't know why, but I, I, I can't stand them. I hate them. Well, this isn't like potions like you find. You actually have to find the ingredients and mix these. Y- I don't know even... if that'll make it better or worse for you. No, that's worse. That, that's ten times worse. That means I got to invest time into making the things that I hate more than anything. Like I can't even describe why I hate the temporary effects. Maybe I don't know. Um, this is not like uh, one of those real time RPGs, though. So it's not like you're doing it. It's you know, it's your standard you know four character turns. One character, their turn is take these two things, combine them together, feed them to one of the other characters. That character becomes much more of a problem for someone. Yeah, it's I, I, yeah, that's. I hate that idea. It feels like, first of all, doing anything that like enhances. An, I, I would just be like four berserkers. That's that's what I need to be. I don't even want to play the game. I just want them to attack and kill and one hit everything. I to to be a to play a character. It feels like wasting a turn to use an effect on someone else. But then to use an effect that's a potion. It's gone. I can't ever use it again. It, it's it, it's just it feels like such a waste. Like magic, I can live with because it's mana. It'll recharge or something. I know, I know it's, it's the exact same thing. It just it feels different. No, I mean, no, there is the I had to go and find or buy the ingredients for this, and you ha- so you have a limited amount of them. But that's part of the like checks and balances of the class. If you could just make any potion on the fly without resources, it would be even more broken. At least for this, to make some of the best potions, I have to go and grind a fight over and over again to get the ingredients for it. Yeah, and that's the other thing. If I get one that's like powerful enough that it's worth using, I don't want to use it. It feels like it's wasted. I'm, I'm like saving it for a boss fight, which means I never level the thing up or get good at using it. It's, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like, po- I can't stand potions. I hate them. Today I learned. Oh, I couldn't be just, I've talked about this before. I don't think you've talked about it as emphatically as you have today. Maybe I just didn't understand why I hated them so much. Like, even in Andor's Trail, like, I have unlimited resources in that game. Unlimited. I've been playing the game so long, everything's just unlimited. And I don't use potions. Like, I don't even carry them. I, I have them in a treasure chest somewhere because I just won't use them. I mean, to be fair, in that game, there's nothing that has only positive effects. It's got negatives, too. Um, so, you know, I don't like using it for that either. But still, I just I can't. I don't know. I just don't like them. So you won the four-job fiesta. I did. And you raised how much money for the charity? I, I don't know how much I raised. I know I th- 
I gave them some money. I don't know if anyone else gave money because I did it. Well, I didn't. I don't remember yeah, being asked, though. Yeah, I don't think I did. Like, I didn't ask other people to kick in. Isn't that the real game? No. Yeah, it is. You have a new level next year to, to achieve in this game. you got to get someone else to chip in. You ran a fundraiser. I mean, yeah, okay. We can we can shell that out next year and try to get everyone else involved. The charities are usually really good. I, I have never found them objectionable. That doesn't mean no one will. Well, aren't they usually like child's play? Uh, it was for several years, and then it's been things that are... Uh, some of the charities that have been chosen in the last three to five years could potentially be polarizing. Unfortun- uh, fortunately for me, they're polarizing me in the yes direction, so it doesn't concern me, but I'm just acknowledging that they could be things someone might object to. Oh. Is, not- um, is Child's Play not available as one? You don't get to pick. It's only one. Oh, I get I mean, it. Okay. I mean, this, this year it was the Trevor Project. And this is from me and no one else on the podcast, but if you object to donating money to the Trevor Project, go away. Seconded. I don't know what it is. Don't put me on the spot like that. Uh, the Trevor Project is a charity to uh, help prevent uh, attempted death by suicide of usually uh, homosexual youth and LGBTQ youth. Okay. As I said, like it could be polarizing, but the people it's going to polarize away, I don't care. I guess I would have to find out more about how they think they're preventing suicide, because not everyone who thinks they're preventing suicide is actually doing that. Some people just go, oh, it's a good cause, and everyone just goes, yeah, it is fine, and doesn't look at the details. I, I think I would need to know more about the details. Really what it comes down to is the guy who runs the fiesta picks the charity every year, and so your choices are to participate or not. Yeah, but uh, at some point some, during the summer, and I don't remember whether it was before or like before our last time recording or after, you were supposed to go on a nice motorcycle trip. Did you have a nice motorcycle trip at some point? I did, but it's like a big topic. <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into it yet or or think about some other things for a while. It's a big topic. Do it. Okay, so yes, I took a long motorcycle trip. I think you guys are aware that. My buddy Bela and I, or maybe I'm supposed to use his name out loud. My buddy and I uh, attempted to take a motorcycle trip, and we did take a trip, but we got turned around by the weather. That was back in June, um, end of June. I think, beginning I think I think we talked about that privately. I don't think that had been shared publicly. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, we we for years we've been wanting to go to Deals Gap. It's it's a a place it's a road really the road is is route 129 between north carolina and tennessee uh it's it's known as the tail of the dragon it's got 318 turns and oh, 11 Jesus. miles yeah i it, like i don't ride and i've heard of the tail of the dragon yeah exactly it's it's mecca for anyone on a motorcycle but also anyone on a sports car um it, it's a destination, and it's very, very well known. It's very popular, and it, it's it's um, it's 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 like a legendary place. It's it's known kind of colloquially, it's kind of known as the best road on the East Coast of the United States. I mean, yes, there are better roads, uh, I'm sure, in other places, but it's kind of known as the best one on the East Coast. Um, and we've been trying to get there for years. So we tried to go there last fall. 
And a friend of his said, hey, I got a truck, I got a trailer, let's trailer down there. We'll drive overnight, we'll be there in, a, in 16 hours, we'll have a couple days, and then we'll come back. And four of us said, yes, we're in, and then the guy with the truck backed out at the last minute, so we couldn't take his truck. We tried, we looked at a bunch of options, like um, renting uh, um, a conversion van, someone had converted it into an RV, that was actually probably the best plan, but it was just too much money, we just couldn't pull it together financially at that time. Uh, so this spring, I said, look, I'm going. Even if nobody else goes, I'm going. And he said, all right, I'm going with you. And I said, okay. So then I had to delay it by two days because my schedule is different than other people's. And he said, oh, but I got a, a car show to go to the next day. Can we delay it one more day? So I wound up delaying it like, I don't know, three or four days from what I had planned, which, you know, to go with my buddy, that's cool. Uh, third guy was supposed to go with us. He backed out. And then we headed out. And in two, three days, two nights, we made it to um, West Virginia, the little corner of West Virginia, like a little triangle-shaped piece of West Virginia that's isolated from... The one that's stuck between um, Ohio and Pennsylvania? uh, The one that's stuck between Pennsylvania and Virginia. Okay, the other end. Yeah, yeah, the eastern side of... Of West Virginia, so so we made okay, it. Okay, there's there's, al- there's also a little nub between Ohio and Pennsylvania. Yeah, we never. Yeah, we weren't that far west. We we headed pretty straight south. Our goal, our plan, was on the first night to be in Pennsylvania. On the second night to be. Oh yeah, so it was. It was two days. The second night to be um, in uh, Virginia, uh, at, at least to be on the Skyline Drive and take Skyline Drive and then take Blue Ridge Parkway and, and Blue Ridge Parkway dumps you out pretty much right in that neighborhood where the tail of the dragon is. Um, we only made it as far as West Virginia. We got kind of delayed on our second day, but when we got to West Virginia, the weather just turned on us. It was not going to allow us to get any further, even if we attempted to wait it out. It was like the next five days, the best we could have hoped for was heavy rain. It was it, a tornadoes touched down. There was flash floods. It was insane um, how bad it was. So we, we turned around, we went back up into Pennsylvania. We spent a few days in Pennsylvania and, and we made the best of our time. Um, Pennsylvania is terrific. It's a great place to ride, but it was just, it was tinted with disappointment from not having gone where we wanted to go. Cool thing, but not the cool thing you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know it, it so anyway we we know we did we did it we had a fun time we did um i think we wound up being out six nights together or five nights together maybe something like that um and he was hurting he had he had hurt his leg so you know i got him close enough to home to where he could make it in a day and i spent one more day out without him um riding alone and and one more day and one more night out and um you know, that was, it was cool. It was a good trip, but it wasn't the trip that we had intended to go on. And, uh, you know, sometime later in the summer, it had been eating at me all summer long. And I, I said, um, you know, to my wife, I said, look, I got another week of vacation here. Do you have any plans for us to do anything? And she said, no. I said, well, then I think I'm going to try to make another run at Deals Gap. And she said, all right, yeah, go for it. And so that's what I did. And you guys know my schedule. I, I work four days on and have four days off. So by taking 
four days off. That's a that's a 12 day window for travel. And I traveled for 12 days. I took a 12 day trip on my motorcycle. Um, it's not a big bike. It's not like a, a, <laughs> a Harley or a, a Goldwing or anything. It's, it's just a small sport bike. Um, and I camped most of the time. Uh, I stayed indoors a couple of nights when either the weather was bad or my laundry was real bad. Um, th those are kind of stories in among themselves. But it was really funny because the night that I was packing up and was about to leave, um, Biku emailed me about the trip that I had taken in June because I must have shared some pictures somewhere. And I had taken very few pictures. And he made me real, and I'm so glad he did. He made me realize that when you're out riding with another person, you don't take as many pictures because somebody just goes, oh, look at that. That's really cool. Or, oh, look at that. That's really pretty. And the other person goes, yeah, it is. And you just keep going. But when, when you're alone, you kind of stop to take the picture to prove it, you know, but we never really took pictures of any, he did. He took a, a few, um, but I didn't really take pictures of anything, um, and, and I might not have realized that if it weren't for Baku emailing me uh, and, and saying that. I definitely wouldn't have the night before. So I started the night before. I took some pictures of like my luggage. And um, also when he and I were out on that first trip, I tried keeping a journal, but I'm a really slow writer and typing on a phone is exceptionally slow for me. So it just, it really didn't work. I lost a lot of sleep trying to type into my phone. I'd be up till like one in, in at night, one in the morning, just trying to type on my phone. It just didn't work for me. And I, and I didn't have much out of it that I, that I could, you know, share with anyone. Um, so this time I decided to do it with video, to do it on YouTube. I, I kept like a, a video journal of the trip. Um, if anyone's interested in that, but I also took a ton, a ton of pictures and I just kept emailing them to be cool. And, you know, people kept friends and family kept contacting me while I was out and, you know, asking also saying, Hey, you got pictures. So I just, I had this big email list of people They were all BCC. They don't know who they, each other is, except for once I accidentally didn't BCC it. Um, I sent a bunch hey, of pictures. Thank you, for, thank you for having email etiquette. I'm glad someone does. I messed up one time. Can you come teach everybody at my work how to not hit the reply all button? Oh, I just do reply all and then cut all the names and paste them into BCC. I still want everyone to see it. I just want them to think they're special. No, I, I like I, I've literally exploded at work because I'm like, I do not need to know that you said thank you. Like, Oh, I hate that one. Don't, That's like, the worst. If, if if I have to spend 20 minutes just deleting emails of everybody saying thank you, um, that's a problem. <laughs> and it's all like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a little like stereotypical. It's all people in their 50s or older. Yeah, that might be true at my work too. The, <laughs> the best one I ever had, somehow I got onto a spam list and was getting text spam for a few weeks and it was being sent to a bunch of people and you could see all these other people's names that was sent to them too and one person a couple of people were like would you please stop sending me this i never asked for this thing and i really wanted to say just don't respond if you respond they know you're real and they'll keep doing it yeah i feel bad for that person a couple of people actually did it so i haven't actually posted the pictures anywhere yet um but 
Biku has posted a bunch of them, about uh, about a third of them that I sent to him. He he posted, so I'll I'll put that link here. I find that kind of funny. I find it pretty on brand. Yeah, that too. And I um, also, like I said, I made a video journal. I put it up on my YouTube channel that I use for uh, motorcycling and touring and adventuring. Um, and there's nothing on there really about riding. There's no action shots. I didn't bring a Go a GoPro with me because those are a real... I find them to be a pain in the ass and I hate editing videos. These are just mostly, you know, me pointing the camera at a, a campfire or a skyline with a scenic overlook and just talking about interesting things that happened on the trip. Things that I thought were interesting anyway. And I will say a couple things because I haven't put them in those videos or mentioned them or taken pictures of them or anything. Um, I learned a couple of things. And one of the really important things, if you're going to take a trip and you're going to camp, you're going to, you're going to sleep outdoors on your trip. You have to sleep when it's dark. You, you must go to bed when the sun goes down because that's all the sleep you're going to get. You're not, as soon as the sun comes up, you're not sleeping any, any later than that. People are going to wake you up or birds are going to wake you up or something is you, you just can't sleep in. Um, you, you, you might for a day, you might not notice that you've lost some sleep, but when you're on a long trip like that, you have only got the daylight hours to travel and you've only got those dark hours to sleep and you need every one of them to make the trip happen. That was, that was something I learned. And the other thing I learned too, and there are actually videos about this, but Bucky's is awesome. <laughs> that is Bucky's. what I hear, but I have never had the uh, pleasure. Oh, dude, you walk into the store and the first thing they do is yell at you. Welcome to Bucky's. You're like, all right, I'm not sure if I needed that. But the next thing you notice, you get like punched in the face by the smell of beef jerky dehydrating and, and barbecue smoking and people up here look at me funny like how what can be so special about a store and i'm like okay you know how when you go into a cumberland farms we have cumberland farms in this area or um what's the one they got in new york state that's all over the place was um stewart's you go into a stewart's and they got like a rack of sandwiches like breakfast sandwiches and you pull in you get an egg sandwich that's a sandwich with an egg in it tosh and <laughs> You know, you pull the sandwich out and another sandwich slides down the rack behind it. But when you go into Bucky's, they have multiple racks of those sandwiches, but they're not egg sandwiches. They're all barbecue sandwiches. They're all pulled pork or brisket or triple meat. They're all just racks and racks of barbecue sandwiches. And that's just one little piece. The place is as big as like a Walmart. And it's all snacks. There's a little section comparatively to the rest of the store with what looks like souvenirs but mostly it's all like snack foods and most of them are made they're bucky branded or they're made there at the store like the jerky they make in the store and it's for jerky it's cheap um but i like i ate for three days on on, uh, bucky's beef jerky it's delicious and very filling yeah it's definitely a place anytime i'm down south that we we stop at at least once yeah, so I mean, of, this, this is this is what happens when it it originates in Texas. Yeah, I get careful what you're committing to there, Lyle. Everything's bigger in Texas, even the convenience store. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gas pumps—they've got 
at least 100, maybe 120 gas pumps. I mean, I think they're designed to be, they're designed as truck stops, right? No. Okay, because everything you just described sounds more like a truck stop. Yes, it does sound like a truck stop. It is not a truck stop. In fact, the road that you, it was like, an, it was like a highway off-ramp to, to get to the place. And it had a small traffic circle in it that would kind of be difficult for a, a big rig, for a hinged vehicle to, to navigate around. So it's what if you could have a truck stop without needing to have a truck? Yeah, without needing to have a truck, but also like it's the whole place was incredibly clean. I think they beat the employees until morale improves because all of them were like super cheerful. Um, I'm not sure how that usually works. I'm not sure that's usually how that works. Well, you know, beatings will continue until morale improves. Whatever does it, it, it. They were all. Oh no! Very... I know the saying. What I'm saying is that they say that, and then it doesn't work. It worked here. They may not have beat them. They might have just paid them, and they did pay them. There were signs out front. There were big signs out front that they were hiring, and they had all the salaries listed on them. If you want to work register, it's this much. If you can be a store manager, it's this much. And it was, you know, working the register. It would have been good for like a, a kid starting out. Good money for working a register. I'll put it that way. But a store manager, the range was like, I, if I remember correctly, it was like 140 to 170 a year. Maybe I should That's go work not at Bucky's. And the, the kid at the counter, you know, he checked me out. He's like, how are you doing today? I'm like, I'm great. How are you doing? He goes, I, what did he say? Better than I deserve. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, no one can do better than they deserve. You could be better. He's like, I get to work here. It's I have the best time of my life. Every day is the best day I've ever been at work. I'm like, they make you say that, right? It's like, no, this is awesome working here. I, I don't. Did, did you ask him how the Kool-Aid tasted after that? I asked him where it was. No. Can I have some? It, okay. As I said in my video, it, I think they pump oxygen into the air. It's like what you hear about in a casino. Oh, man, that reminds me of a thing. Go ahead. Do y'all see how bad of a time the MGM casinos are having? <laughs> oh, yeah. Why isn't that a topic already? Holy jeez. I've actually mostly just avoided it. I haven't, I haven't read anything about it. Like three or four different MGM properties all got cryptoed bad. Well, I guess they're at the found out stage. Yep. And one of, a couple of my friends shared a job listing. Let me go see if I can find it. Yeah, so for anyone not familiar, they got hit with some ransomware. Okay, so this is a Twitter post, which I'll link. MGM Grand looking to hire a Red Hat Linux system admin willing to work 10 hours a day, 7 days a week, to completely rebuild its IT environment from the ground up and get the slot machines working again. Holy shit. <laughs> 10 I'm hours sorry, a day, 7 days I am days sorry, a there, week. there is not a salary number that makes that compelling. Well, sure there is if you can get it done in five months and get paid for the rest of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, but as soon as something goes south, all that shit rolls nah. downhill to you. Nah. Like, you're the single person who did it. Yeah, but you're building it with Red Hat. If you know what you're doing, that's, I mean, that's very nah. low risk. If you build it from the ground up and you know what you're doing, come on. Lyle could have this done in seven days. 70 hours. A absolutely not. I could not. From the ground up? Here are blank hard drives, and you tell us what hardware we need to plug them into? Oh, no, pff, no! you are not going to get that kind of car uh, carte blanche. Uh, you're you're going to get a very, very specific, build this exact thing, go do it. 
I doubt it. You walk away. You just don't take it. I mean, having I read the job listing that that's a picture in a, a Twitter thread or X thread or fuck ever it is this week. Dead. And it, it sounds like a really it doesn't sound the, like the appropriate posting. Why not just go to Red Hat and say, hey, we need 24 hour support and we need a couple of very specific managers who control this because that would cost money. And the way this is written, they don't want to spend rebuild this money. Oh, well, then, yeah. Why would you take it? That's stupid. Then I, I'm sorry, but anything that starts at 10 hours a day, seven days a week. I, I mean, this is listed at $100 an hour, uh, 10 by 7. That, like, add a zero to that, and now we're talking? Until then, I'm, I'm not even considering it. Yeah, I was going to say $100 an hour when, when I was doing phones. They charged more than that for me. They didn't pay me that, but they charged more than that for me. No, no, that's how much you would get paid. Like, no, yeah, I understand. No. I understand, but they're paying less than contract prices. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. That work. says $110 an hour. Either either way, you're right. No. For the kind of operation that they're running and the kind of support and uptime, and you know, they want nine nines. You know, yes, you're right. Add a zero to it. Add a zero and also, like, yeah, no, add a zero and then maybe we can. No, I'm still not taking it, but now it's at least not insulting. Yeah. Yeah. For 100 bucks an hour, you can get me. You know, I'm not an expert in Red Hat, but I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos on it. I mean, honestly, watched a bunch of YouTube videos on it is better than I've done. Or different than I've done. I guess not better. Yeah, no, it's not better. <laughs> I, 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 I guess I did manage a, like, multiple hundred server deployment of Red Hat and family systems for, like, three years. There you go. And when I say a bunch of YouTube videos, like, probably three over a period of, like, five years. Good enough. Yeah, you know, just you pad your resume. I listened to Klaatu talk about it a bunch when he when he was still called the Bad Apples. Or no, he wasn't. His podcast was. So, my my wife was watching one of the Lord of the Rings related movies this week, and I got to tell that story. Hey, I know a guy. Uh huh. That is a cool story. It's because he's a cool dude. Yeah, I think he's the only reason I sat through the. The credits at the end of one of those Hobbit movies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, 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 I take a screenshot. I'm not sure I could, at this time in my life, sit through one of those movies, let alone the credits. From what you guys have said about the movies, I'm a lot more likely to sit through the credits than the movie. I, you, you got to take what I have say with the appropriate context of I am not a fan of this this work. I appreciate it. I respect it. I do not enjoy it. Yeah, I believe that's the context I just put it in. Okay. It's like, I have opinions, I'm happy to share them. I just also want to tell you how I'm forming those opinions so that you use them the right way. So a couple other things about my trip, then I can let it drop. Um, on the trip that I took alone, um, I went through the fat part of West Virginia. And it is the entire state. No matter where I went, front roads, back roads, side roads, no matter, it is the saddest place I've ever been. My heart breaks for West Virginia. Pokey, I believe they call those obese roads now. They call them what now? I believe it's called the obese part, not the fat part. That's oh, not very of nice. Vir of Virginia, yeah. I mean, of West Virginia. So it's, it's well, it's a, it's body politic positive. Womp womp. 
So, and then the other thing is when I finally did get to the tail of the dragon, um, there's a place there. It's called the tail of the dragon resort. Um, the word resort is used very loosely in this context. Um, it's just there for motorcycle junkies to, to hang out um, and a place to sleep. I camped there. It was like 20 bucks a night to camp there. I, I camped there two nights. Um, they have rooms that you can rent, but like all of the rooms have bunk beds in them. They know you're just going there with your buddies on motorcycles. Um, but they have gas pumps there that only have 93 octane. They have a, a gift store. They have a restaurant. Like you can just go out riding and come back to this place at the end of the day and you're just fine. And it was very, very reasonable prices to do so. And it was like, I've been calling it the happiest place on earth. And I don't think I'm the first one that said that. I, I think someone else said it to me while I was there. They have a, a fire pit, but it's just one fire pit. And if you're camping there, you're not allowed to have a fire. You, only fire you can have is in the fire pit. So when someone lights a fire, it's everybody's fire and people just hang around talking about motorcycles and, and having a blast. It was, it was, it's the happiest place on earth. But do they have Momo? I, I don't know what that is. No, no. They have a tree of shame. That's where if you crash, they hang the pieces that fall off your motorcycle on the tree of shame. And it is loaded. That's terrifying. I thought, I th I thought you were going to say it was, uh, it's for all the people who uh, like drive a car there instead. Uh, there's a few car parts on there, but it's a very crashy road. Uh, lots of people crashed there. A car crashed on one of the days that I was there. Um, a motorcycle crashed my first day there. Um, it wasn't you, was it? Nope, nope, I didn't crash. Nope. I, oh, dude, I came very close to being killed a couple of times on this trip. Um, one time was in West Virginia. I was going down a very steep hill, going around a very sharp right-hand corner, and the uphill traffic had two lanes going up so they could pass. And someone was not satisfied with their two lanes and was fully full on in my lane and oncoming around a blind corner. And I just was lucky that I was close enough to the white line to dodge him. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, I mean, I was on the brakes because I'm going down a hill, but I was probably doing 30, but he was full on on the gas because he's trying to get around a semi truck in a full size pickup. Yeah. That was that. I almost died at that moment. And then, yeah. uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you got to stop doing that almost dying shit. Oh, dude. It's, <laughs> it, yeah, as it was, um, almost is still better than the alternative. Yeah, really? No, there was, there was that. There were, um, several times. That was the other part about traveling after dark was just dangerous because everywhere I went, um, especially starting in Pennsylvania and South, there's just deer everywhere. I thought we had a lot of deer here in New Hampshire. It's nothing compared to places like Pennsylvania and West Virginia. They're just all over the place. They started thinning back out again in, in North Carolina. There weren't as many. In fact, I don't think I saw many deer at all in North Carolina, but through Pennsylvania, especially, and in West Virginia, um, just unbelievable amounts of deer, gobs and gobs of deer. Did you get your Jeep Wrangler then? No, nope. Never picked up the Jeep Wrangler. Got the bike back. That's the bike I took, though. I didn't. I didn't take the other bike that I bought. I, I took the bike that I crashed back in April, and I was the only one there that I'm aware of who rode in 
from any kind of distance. Everybody kept looking, going, whoa, you, whoa, what? New, from New Hampshire, you rode here? Holy shit. Yeah, I almost got wiped out multiple times. I almost got wiped out by eagles who were eating carrion and just got su kind of surprised and, and flew up in my face. One, I had to duck under. Uh, there's something about this new helmet that I have that if I crack the shield on it, it seems to suck air in, like scoop air in in a weird way that I wind up getting a lot of bugs inside my helmet. So, and it was really hot when I went. It was it was um, the end of August. But I had it open one time. I just had to get some air moving in. And going about, I don't know, 45 miles an hour maybe, um, I got hit right in my eyeglasses by a hummingbird and I didn't feel a thing. Didn't even didn't even know what happened till I did the instant replay and, and sort of recognized the shape that it was. But I mean, it it smacked and I heard it. Um, I saw it fly in real fast and I heard it, but I didn't even feel it, which is weird because usually you you feel bugs, even gnats and stuff kind of sting a little. But I didn't even feel a hummingbird. It's weird. And then one night I stayed out riding much too late. I couldn't find cell service to find a place to stay, and it, and it was it was heading into a storm. Oh, and all this was, by the way, as I was headed south, was riding into the Hurricane Idalia, just hoping it would break east and I could go west far enough to get around it, and it, it did. It finally did. But one night, I had to stay at a motel, and I was creeped out the whole time. And then a few nights later, without realizing it, I got into some poison ivy, and I was so terrified that I got bed bugs. No, not that. The other thing. What's that? I said, no. <laughs> no, not bed bugs, just poison ivy. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Thank God it was just poison ivy. I was praying, please, please let this be poison ivy. Let it spread. I don't care. As long as it's just poison ivy, please. Especially because I stayed at a couple of people's houses. Um, two, two different nights I stayed in people's houses, and uh, both of them were after I stayed at that motel. They're not people I know either, just strangers who ride motorcycles on the internet that I met on the internet. Nice. It, it was awesome. The, the best part though, honestly, as cool as that was, it was as cool, as awesome as it is staying with people and just talking motorcycles and meeting people. I think the best times that I had, there were a couple nights, there were two of the nights, um, that I camped that I camped in, in what, um, some places call it dispersed camping. Other places call it, um, Oh, something else I forget. But basically, it's not really at a campground. It's just a campsite that the state or a state park has set up. And it's just all by itself. Huh. Pr primitive camping, I think, is the other word for it. And, you know, if you look in state parks and stuff, there's a lot of primitive campsites that are listed that are on hiking trails that are miles out. But there's very few of them that are, like, on the road that you can get to. And one of them, I went pretty far up a dirt road to get to. And there was people all up the road. It was just tons and tons of people. And I was nervous at first that they would be like vagrants or something, but they weren't. They were all like adventure seekers. They all had trucks with rooftop tents and stuff like that. So I wasn't, wasn't too nervous. Actually, I wasn't nervous at all after that. Um, and then the other night, it was actually on a paved road, but it was in the middle of absolute nowhere, Pennsylvania, there were, there were, I couldn't see lights. That's probably enough. I think I can stop talking about my trip now. It was awesome. 12 days on a motorcycle was just awesome.
I wish I could go again the very next day. I, I wanted to go back out again. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done anything for 12 days. That's a lot of time. I've worked for 12 days. Well, I mean, yeah. I didn't like that, though. Nope. I mean, if you take this red hat job, you can work for 12 days. Yeah, you can. Yeah, probably 12 times in a row you can work for 12 days. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. I um I even limbered up. When I left, my knee was sore, my back was sore. By the time I got home, my back felt great from sleeping in my hammock so many nights in a row. Um, my knee limbered up. It, it felt, it's hurting again now, but it, everything just felt great on that trip. Oh, okay. All right. I lied. One story I do have to tell you guys, even though it's in one of the videos, I still have to tell it because it's, it was so cool. It was so unique. When I got into Tennessee, I came down through West Virginia, the, the, as I said, so I came down through Tennessee side instead of, um, coming down the Blue Ridge Parkway like I, like I had intended to, uh, just because I, I had gone west to get around the storm. So when I got into Tennessee and was riding towards Deals Gap, I was on a road that they call the Foothills Parkway. And I came around a corner and a couple of motorcycles went by and they were tapping their helmets. And that means that there's a cop. Uh, if you ever see a motorcyclist tapping his helmet at another motorcyclist, it means that he just saw a cop or there's a cop somewhere in that direction. Uh, so I slowed right down and there was like a scenic pull off and there was a motorcycle cop and a cop in an SUV parked in the parking lot. And I was going slow enough when I went by, um, but I had no idea what the speed limit was. So I was just going pretty slow. I was doing like 30 or 35 or something. And they both pulled out behind me. And they followed me for about a half a mile until I saw a speed limit sign that said 25. And I looked down and it said I slowed way, way down because I was going maybe 35 when I saw the sign or 40 or something. And they f followed me for a little while longer. And then the cop on the motorcycle passed me on the double yellow line. He went around me and he started going quicker. And I thought about it for a second. And I was like, either this is a trap or... I'm getting a police escort and I'm going to choose to see this as the glass half full. So I followed him. I, I kept up with the guy on the motorcycle. And when we were in the 25 mile an hour speed limit zone, he was doing like 40 to 45 miles an hour. And when we got up to, or maybe 35 to 40, probably, um, when we got up to the 35 mile an hour speed limit zone, he was doing between 50 and 60 miles an hour. And I was keeping right up with him. I, I gave him lots of space, but I was keeping right up with him. And the cop in the SUV was behind me the whole time. And they didn't do nothing. And we rode like that for like five miles. And the motorcycle cop finally pulled over and waved me past him. And when I went by, they both turned around and went back the other way. Um... I think you may have been a person of interest. I don't know. That was him showing me how they expect visitors to ride in their great state of Tennessee. And I appreciated it. That's how I took it. I took it as this is how we expect you to behave. I've spent a lot of time in Tennessee. That kind of tracks. They, 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 if, if I knew who those cops were, I would send them a thank you letter because they were dope. And I was more than happy to comply and ride the way he showed me to ride. Which I was doing anyway, but it was so cool having a police escort, and what a what a cool story it makes. Okay, I can stop talking about motorcycles now. Is this the end? No, no. this is. <laughs> no. Well, of the motorcycle story. 
allow it. All right, Taj. Then you're going to have to talk about how you made a Mac usable because that looks just as long and fair's fair. It's really not that long. It's just a big list. Well, it looks like you're having fun with it. I wouldn't say fun, but it, it is what it is. So um, I have a MacBook for work, and I have had one. And they came to me, and they were like, hey, your, your MacBook is aged out. We need to buy you a new one. And I was like, okay, cool. That, well, basically, they were like, do you want a Mac or do you want Windows? And I was like, Mac, I guess. Because um, still, every time I touch Windows, I don't like it. So they were going to buy me. Uh, so I had a 13-inch MacBook Pro before. They're like, well, we'll just buy the same thing again, just the newer model. And I was like, okay, cool. And then they came back and they were like, oh, they don't make that one anymore. So now we're going to have to upgrade you to the 14-inch. Okay, that's fine. That's um, what she said. Yeah, I was like, please. Uh, <laughs> so then they were like, okay, look at these specs. And the, the only thing I said is like, hey, I actually have to do like a lot of video editing for, for the project. So like, I'm worried about the memory because it was like, I want to say it was like eight gigabytes. It was really low. And I was like, that would be the only thing that I would change. And they were like, because we're allowed to do that. We're allowed to like customize our stuff. Um, the guy at the, at the IT department was like, okay, cool. I got you. He sends me a quote for a $3,000 Mac laptop, which my executive director just signs and says, okay. So I've got this $3,000 Mac laptop, um, which to be fair is pretty nice uh as far as like specs it's 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 uh it's it's definitely screaming and the the mac silicon the m2 is uh really good um i kind of wish i could get arm chips on everything at this point but as soon as i started using it i was like this is mac os it's balls none of this works the way that anything should work um it's stupid so i went through and i just customized stuff uh using a bunch of open source software because of course i did um wait so I, I didn't think you were allowed to customize stuff on a mac uh i mean you're not there, there are ways yes these i know are, i did have one for work for several weeks. The, these are the ways wait so like you got to sideload things um so there's a thing called homebrew which is basically like you know it's it's a package manager yeah it's like apt or you know pac-man or whatever like in linux yeah, yeah um, the, there's homebrew on the the Wii that I played with, and the all the Nintendo devices all have homebrew as well. And I, I, yes, yeah, so I'm familiar with that as well. Yeah, so I mean, literally, I don't think I've ever installed something on the Mac through like the Mac App Store or any of that stuff. Like, I just I just use brew because that's what that's what's up. Um, yeah, no, Pokey. Just for clarity, for Pokey and anyone listening, it's not. They are both called homebrew. Those are not like the same thing, but homebrew is a set of package managers you can use on a lot of Unix like systems. They okay. it's just also called homebrew on the Wii, but they are, as far as I know, no relation. Yeah, probably not. But I mean, I, I get the idea. It's, it's a package manager for sideloading software. Did you have to jailbreak it to do this? Nope. I was going to say you didn't used to. No, you can, you can install it. It's just, they make it. If you don't know what you're like, if you don't know how to go into a terminal and do anything, uh, you're basically just using a Mac, but if you which, get... which to be fair is the design decision and probably for the average target audience isn't the wrong one. Yeah, especially Mac users, because they hate anything that they can't just pay for and it works automatically with no customization. And for the hackers, because they're comfortable dropping down to a command line. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's just easier. Like if, if you know how to use Linux 
it's it's basically exactly what you do. You just change it. So the things that I had to change is Mac keyboards are fucking stupid. All of the like you can't control C, control V. You got to use their stupid command key or whatever it is. Um, and I like a lot of special keyboard shortcuts that I can set up in Linux fairly easily. Um, so you have to use a program called Carabiner Elements. I wish that somebody would package all of the Linux like keyboard remapping software into something as nice as, as this program, because it is amazing. And it has this whole database where you go online. It's like, you know, if I want um, my caps locks to is be... It, is it like as good as like WineDB or Lutris or something? Um, for as, as far as online databases of stuff? Yeah, no, there was not a single thing that I wanted to do. And I do some pretty weird shit. Um, they already had the code written and it's a JSON file. Um, there was one that it was like, um, I wanted the return key to be a return key when you hit it, but when you hold it, be the alt key. Um, and I found one where somebody had mapped that to escape. And so I just went in and changed the JSON code to say, instead of escape alt and, you know, just upload it and it worked. So <laughs> it was pretty easy to customize when I couldn't find something that I wanted. That's how I've ever done bash scripting. Just copied and pasted what I wanted. That's how everybody does bash scripting. Is it really? So I'm not just like retarded? I, that's the way I've always done it. So. Oh, wow. Cool. Anyways. So that fixed. I mean, I, I have done bash scripting professionally and still that is not entirely different from how I've done. It. Yeah. See, that's what I thought. Everybody does this. So I've, I've copied and pasted individual curly brackets because I can't find them on the keyboard some days. So I got all my weird keyboard shortcuts and I got normal shortcuts like control C, control V, control Z, control U. Like I got all the things that you expect to have instead of like the stupid Mac ones. Um, so that, that covered that. And the next thing I needed was uh, some sort of tiling. I'm not looking for like I3 tiling. Um, I use that sometimes, but really I just want like window snapping. And really the... I also had that when I was using a Mac. That what you're using here doesn't sound like what I used, but I definitely had to do something. Yeah, no, because the window management is stupid, and they have a tiling thing built in. It is the most but it's bad, stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, how anybody thought that that was a usable thing is ridiculous, but um, actually, this is one of those places where I'm going to, like, eat my words. Uh, the best operating system for doing this kind of, like, window snapping is Windows. Windows actually has it figured out, and it's pretty good to the point where like GNOME is going to basically steal it uh, here coming up. So I just wanted something to where I could drag to either a corner or a top or a bottom, and it would go through sort of like smart presets on how to tile my stuff. Um, now, it, th th this and Windows does that. Yeah, it does now. Dude, I fight with Windows every time I turn on my computer at work to try to put the windows where they belong, and they it just won't. They Wow, I had no idea it does that. They this may not be a thing that you can have there, but I've got a thing installed on here called Power Toys, and then it's got I think the add-on is called Fancy Zones. Hold on, let me open it up and find it. I can't even get Windows to pin the file explorer to the bar at the bottom for more than a day or two. You right-click and say pin to taskbar and then it goes away. No, it opens new windows in a different icon on the taskbar, not the one that I pinned. That's weird, because File Explorer should not be doing that. 
No, it does it. It does it every time. You you can try it. It'll, I've, it's done it to me on multiple computers. I, it, I, I have been using this same install of Windows for three or four years now, and it has never done this to me. And you have File Manager pinned to the taskbar? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It might have something to do with I open a specific file, uh, have it in my startup apps. That might have I don't something think to so. do with it. It could, it could be like some haunted stuff your IT department's doing. No, it's not. I promise. So I found um, a program called Rectangle that does it. Um, and it's cool because it lets I can drag and drop things just like I want to. And it, it, it works. And it, may, it actually made the Mac way more usable as far as like actually getting shit done. I've had to uh, at work, which is a whole shit show. Um, I have had to pivot to doing a lot of data entry lately. And uh, it's been nice to be able to have splits versus split screens to be able to do stuff like that. Um, so then I wanted some kind of clipboard manager because again, data entry, I, I need something more than like, uh, I got addicted to the kill ring in Emacs, which is a clipboard manager. So I can go back through my, uh, my copy and paste and pull stuff out from the history. So I needed something like that. So I used, uh, I found something called Clippy, which unfortunately isn't like a cute little animated clip um it's just a clipboard manager so that was cool i like that um and then the terminal uh the apple terminal is terrible so uh, yep 10 of 10 is bad so i and this is not a, a new thing I, I think everybody who uses a mac knows this um you have to have iterm2 like it's true <laughs> it's literally mandatory um and you can set it to do a drop down terminal which is what i like so i, I it's perfect. I, it, it literally was the first thing I installed because I knew I was going to need it. The only thing I don't like on the Mac right now that I wish I could replace is the Finder. Their their uh, file manager is really bad. Um, and every but, file, but, it, but it's it's just like a file manager in GNOME. No, it's not. Which well, is also really fair, bad. To be fair, I do not use Nautilus, which is GNOME's uh, file manager. I, I I literally use a different file manager because that that one's so bad. So you said no, but then you agreed with me. Yes. Well, I I forgot for a second that I'm using something else. I'm actually using Nemo, which is from Cinnamon. Um, which I, is, I I I honestly Dolphin is probably my least favorite part of using KDE. I may drop something else in there to replace it because I don't care for it. It just the way that it it just, it doesn't click with my brain. Yeah, I think the Nemo the the Cinnamon one. Uh, when the 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 split between GNOME three and GNOME two happened, they stripped out a bunch of functionality out of Nautilus to do GNOME three, but then no Nemo just kind of kept going down that path, and it still has all the original functionality. So I just use that, and it's kind of GNOME-ish anyway, so it just sort of fits in. But uh, every Finder replacement I have found um, are all closed source; they all cost money. And when I go to, and I w I'm not even opposed to spending money on something better, but every time I look at them, I'm like, this is not any better than what is there. <laughs> it still doesn't do what I want it to do. Yeah, I, th I think that really it's that last one. Because from my perspective, if you're on a Mac, either one of the other two problems is solvable. But if it's closed source, costs money, and is still bad, like it, it's not worth crossing those other two bridges if it starts by, oh, and it doesn't work right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I literally have just gotten uh, with the Macs, and I mean, this is from my last Mac laptop. I I just dropped down the command line, do everything there. <laughs> like it's it's so much easier than trying to deal with that stupid Finder. You know what might 
be a, a really close competitor for the worst file manager uh, to that is is what um, Android does now. I, I can't find shit anymore. Since like Android 10, the way that they've segregated folders that you're allowed to put stuff in and folders that you're not allowed to put stuff in and then it doesn't it just seems to scatter my pictures at random. I don't know where they, which is part of why I haven't got them all posted everywhere, is they're just, they're all over the place. I, I don't even know the last time I opened the stock Android file manager. Yeah, but even if I open um, uh, Ghost, uh, Ghost Commander, is that the one I use now? Yeah. Even that one, I can't find anything because Android has renamed directories and doesn't let you access some of them. Even with root privileges, well, actually, I don't know. I haven't had root. I might not have root privileges on this anymore. But it just doesn't let you get anywhere anymore, and it obfuscates everything. I was totally like, "What are you talking about?" And then I reached over my phone and went to the about the phone, and um, I'm on Android nine. Oh yeah, there you go. That seems hearing... like the correct choice. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I keep I, hearing I think... about how everything sucks past that. So, I mean, I'm using whatever is on because I have the newest, or maybe not newest anymore, but I have a Pixel. But yeah, the file manager was just not usable, so I went with something else there. Yeah, and mine came with the Android file manager and the OnePlus file manager, and they both suck equally. Just the the buttons are in a different order. <laughs> you get to choose which way it sucks. Yeah, which direction it sucks. Yeah, exactly. While we're on the topic of like workflows and 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 new tricks, um. I was going to ask about this. Yeah. I thought this was related to to your Mac stuff. It's not, but uh, I use it on the Mac because it's I can use it everywhere. Um, text expansion. How have I never used this before? Like, what is it? I don't understand what it is. So um, I use something like I do the same thing in Emacs. There's a package called Yes yeah, Snippet um, that does the same thing. So I can put like colon a. Right, wherever I put colon A, it just changes that to my address, right? And I can customize those. It could be like control UE update email, right, or whatever. Um, and it just something that you're going to do repeatedly. It just drops in. It just expands everywhere you want. So you're typing like three buttons instead of like a whole sentence. Um, now that I'm doing data entry, it is so freaking useful. And I, I just I never looked into it until I was like, oh, I wish I could do what I could do in Emacs. And then I found something that will do it everywhere in every program it just works oh now that's cool so it's like macros yeah th th yes. yes they are they are basically i was going to say miniature macros but maybe not i mean you can make them be as long as you want um and the nice thing is is they they have a config file and i so i just did a link i just linked that config file to a file that i keep synced with sync thing between all my devices and then they all just have if I if I make that update on one computer, I can move to my laptop and I have the same expansion. So like if I'm working here and I gotta go take the kids to a doctor's appointment, I can grab my laptop and all my stuff is still there. Um it's fantastic. Like I I probably use it at least fifty times a day now. Um yeah, um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to guess. I'm gonna have to look into this. <laughs> I, I know it's just like one of those things that I I never thought I like I'd heard of it. I'm like, why would you use that? And now that I have it, I'm like, how do I? Not why would use I this? not use this? I mean, I I have a couple of things like that in application specific things. Like my um, Obsidian notebook has a couple of just templates built in, 
where I can just type in a couple of things and then poof, it becomes what I want. And I've done the same thing in Vim before, but never for a like system-wide thing. This is fucking dope. Yeah, and the, the, you can, again, kind of like going back to what we were talking about with Carabiner, they have libraries that you can download and pull in that are like common things. And then if you can load that and you can change like the commands to kick them off or whatever. Um, the one that sold me is the emoticon shrug. Like I can just put colon shrug and that will put it everywhere. I don't have to have like a separate file to copy and paste it out of. I love that that's the thing you needed. I mean, it does emoji. It has an emoji library that you can do. Um, but I was just like, eh, eh, I like the shruggy. That's that's what I do. Um, it also will do Chinese tones on letters, which is chef's kiss. I, 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 what, what? Please explain. So, like in pinging the the system where you write Chinese and, and you know Roman letters, right? Um, oh Jesus! This is GPL as well. Fuck yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's fucking amazing. But anyways, uh, the way you say a word in Mandarin, has it has a tone, right? And that tone is, changes the meaning of the word. So, like, I could say, you know, ping, which is P-I-N-G. I can say ping, 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 right? Those are five different words. And they have little symbols over the I to tell you how to say the tone. Um, typing those on a normal keyboard is a pain in the ass. Now I can just use this text expansion to just do the vowels with the sounds over them, and it just works. And I'll respond to all of them with, ICMP echo reply. Yes. Ack. I like K. Okay. I also use Ack, but only with certain people, and they still kind of look at me funny. I was going to say, I think you've used it with me. I didn't look at you funny. No, I know you didn't look at me funny. I, I meant at work. I've tried it on a few people at work, and it didn't work. They're like, You're what? clearly trying it on the wrong people then. Taj, where were we at OLF where someone else told my favorite networking joke? Uh, we were in the hallway. It was, uh, oh, uh, I can't remember their name. Uh, they were on the episode we recorded there. Uh-huh. Okay, I, that is who I thought it was. I can't remember their name, though. My, my, my absolute favorite networking joke, because the, the people who have done some networking will laugh, and the people who think they've done some networking will get mad at you, is I would tell you a UDP joke, but you might not get it. Hey, Taj, can, can, can you ins insert like the, the, the rim shot there? But oh, boats. <laughs> That's so I don't have to fix it in post. You know, I read this thing incorrectly at least eight times as Esperanto. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it is not that. This is actually useful. Then I read it wrong as Esperanzo. I don't even know what that is. I c it was just a word that didn't register in my brain until I slowed down and, you know, sounded it out like you do as a child. You mean That's like afraid. I did today? Do I have to give you another Batman rim shot? You might as well take the opportunity while you can. Yeah, that's going to have to get cut out and put on the board, too. Hey, maybe you got what RFK Jr. has, Taj. Then you could do it forever. No, thank you. Got to look on the bright side. Hey, Lyle, you got some coffee stuff here. I had a coffee thing uh, uh, discovery, too. What do you got for coffee? I, ha I have a story. It's going to be fun, and then it's going to be sad, but it's going to have an okay ending. Oh, I've heard this story already. So I got some Amazon gift cards and I wanted some new coffee stuff and it was kind of burning a hole in my pocket. And so I started looking and someone Wait, wanted coffee burned a hole in your pocket. Was it McDonald's coffee? No, that would have been that, that. No. And I'm glad because that would have burned a lot worse. Yeah, but money. Also, I would have had to drink McDonald's coffee. Not, I if, not if you burned. No, you just pour it in your pocket. 
I think that the money they get from that suit is just for the pain and suffering of drinking the coffee. Pokey, this is exactly why they put fucking manuals with everything now. So that we can not read them? So people like you are like, just pour the coffee in your pocket. Well, at least then he wouldn't have to drink it. Honestly, pouring it on my lap does sound less painful than drinking it. Here, let me enjoy my pocket coffee. (laughs) All natural filtration. So I was hanging out on a Discord, and somebody suggested that I check out one of these things. It's called a pour-over. It's it's a pour-over, except it's all glass. All of it. None glass. It, 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 its filter is just very small holes. The holes are not small enough. You have to grind your coffee fairly coarse to get it to not end up in your cup. I'm still, I think I finally got the right spot on my grinder to make that work right. And, you know, it's really pretty. I mean, click, follow the link. It looks gorgeous. And the coffee, once you learn how to dial it in and follow the directions well, turns out really, really good and really consistent, which is one of the big things that I, work on with my coffee is if I make coffee today and it's good, I would like to be able to make that same good cup of coffee tomorrow. Uh, luckily with a, uh, electric kettle and a scale and, a electric grinder, I, I can pretty much reproduce the coffee. The only variable there is, is me, me screwing it up. So it, it's a neat little pour over. It's very, very pretty fun to watch. Makes nice coffee. Like the third day I had this thing, I was washing it out, and it slipped out of my hand and fell 8, 10 inches from my hand onto the counter and disintegrated. And I I wept. Like, I was distraught because I had it for like three days. I'd used it three or four times, and it just shattered. And this was not inexpensive. And so I'm upset and feeling like an asshole. And my amazingly wonderful wife finds an entire kit. Not just a single replacement part, but the entire kit on eBay for less than half what I paid for it new. Nice. eBay to the rescue. Again. And so I I have an entire kit of spares, including the one piece that broke. There is a... I'm I'm going to choose to be amused by the coda to this story. Several days later, I was using it on the counter, bumped the top portion, which is the portion that broke before. So this is the replacement part. It fell from the height of coffee cup onto the counter, and part of it broke. Luckily, the part of it that broke is the handle, so it does not impact my the usability. Nice. I'm with you about consistency. I, I honestly think consistency is more important than quality, because I can get used to just about anything. Oh, no, I also want it to be consistently good. It's when I make a good cup of coffee, I would like to be able to make it again tomorrow. Yeah, repeatability. That's that's what I mean. When, once I get something drinkable, I want it to be repeatable. But even if I can't, even if I make, I mean, like I don't buy good coffee, but it's good enough and it's consistent that I can count on it. It's why it's why I stopped. Um, well, I stopped getting coffee at certain places because they had inconsistent coffee. It didn't taste the same from day to day, and that drove me nuts. Sorry, I think I just bumped my mic there. I discovered just the other day that the um, the clever dripper that I that I have and talked to you guys about, I've been buying their filters, and I'm on like my third or fourth reorder of their filters. And I discovered the other day that it's just a standard cone filter. It's like a number four filter, and I can get them for <laughs> about, uh, literally like sixty percent off of what I've been paying for them. 
Nice. I, I think it was 10 bucks per hundred on Amazon and I can get them four bucks per hundred at Walmart. So if I can find just a standard one on Amazon, it's probably even cheaper than that. Then again, six bucks per hundred is not, it's not unacceptable to stay out of Walmart. I hear that. Yeah, this thing looks pretty cool. Wow, I like it. I like it as well. I also know that uh, it would take me less than three days to break it. So uh, I'll just enjoy yours vicariously. <laughs> well, hey, All right, you know, well then Taj. let me let me find a picture to send you and then include in the show notes. Taj, the clever dripper does the same thing as this. Um, and I've dropped it several times. I mean, I think I've I literally dropped my pour over like funnel three times today while I was making coffee. So it, that mileage may vary. Yeah, I'm still I'm I'm in love with that clever dripper. It's it's the best coffee making I have ever purchased. And when people come over and I offer them a cup of coffee and they see it work, they're impressed and they're happy and they've all said, geez, this makes a good cup of coffee, even though you buy shit coffee. Well, that's the that's the thing, is if you can take shit coffee and make it decent. Yeah, I mean, because I just we just buy chock full of nuts. Well, that's what I drink. My my wife's moved on to some cold brew thing. Mm, cold brew. When I was on my trip, I drank a lot of black coffee um, just because I didn't like, I didn't always have a place to wash out my mug at the end of the day. So having cream stuck to the sides in it is not preferable. And um, yeah, I was surprised how much I don't mind black coffee as much as I thought I did. I haven't used sugar in my coffee in several years, so it, it wasn't that far off. It's still coffee. Coffee be coffeeing. Makes me wonder what I could do with good beans. Oh man, this is uh, Espanso. It's just YAML. Yep. It's just what? I'm sorry. YAML. Yeah, the can the config file that you modify is just a YAML file. I think I used to know what that means. YAML is yet another markup language. Axo. There is one thing they're doing in their YAML that, looking at it, makes my brain itch. Okay, I I don't use it the, enough to notice. Uh, the mustaches, how they refer to the curly braces. Yeah. In almost every other dialect I've seen, you are either required or strongly encouraged to do your double curly brace, and then a space, and then anything in it, and then another space before you close them. Ah. Like th Those not surrounded by spaces hurts to look at. In the, this is wrong, I want to fix it. Gaze upon it. Oh, oh my gosh. Fixing common typos. All my tests can be those. Oh my you gosh, know. if you were writing, if you were writing, like, a big technical paper or something, where you had to consistently use, like, phrases that were, you know, an entire bowl of alphabet soup each, this would be amazing. Yeah, you mean educational research? Yeah, it's, it's great for that. You know, if I ever typoed the same way twice, that sounds like it would work. Yeah, there is definitely that. All my Man, typos I, are the same. Like, I'm constantly doing the same ones over and over and over again. I mean, at least you're consistent, man. Like, I don't uh, think... I think it's been, like, 1984 since I haven't had to backspace and fix because because I got the A and the U backwards. Okay. This... Now there is a funny that I have to share. Go on. I'll be the judge of that. Um, at work, we have multiple um, Active Directories, Active Directory instances, multiple zones, including multiple you know domain names. One of them includes DMZ. There's about a 25% chance anytime I type DMZ, 
which happens regularly at this point, it's come out DMX. That's amazing. I would set up but, a script on my computer that every time I played it, it just kicks off a DMX song. Oh, that's a quote-unquote musician? Yes. I was trying to connect the dots there. I'm like, I know I've heard this. I know I've heard this. You got it. You're good. I, I was thinking at first it was a movie. I thought there was a movie like that. Like maybe Wesley Snipes or something. I think he was in a movie at some point. Wesley Snipes? Yeah, he was in a couple of them. He, he did that one, Blade. Yeah, that. <laughs> My daughter and I sat down to watch just some garbage TV together a couple weeks ago. And we watched, I thought I had remembered liking the movie Spawn. So we watched that. And it was not as good as I remembered it. And I was like, huh, maybe it was the cartoon that I liked. And we put that on. And she texted me a couple days later, and she says, Dad, Spawn is my favorite show I've ever seen. Wow. Was it the, the show or the movie? No, the show. This is her new favorite TV show now. Oh, the show's actually good. The movie is not so much. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly my point. The movie wasn't terrible. If you consider when it was made and what the limitations were and, you know, the time limitations of a single movie with no sequels, it wasn't terrible. It was, it was five years too early. Like if it would have come out, like when Spider Man and the X, the first X Men movie came out, it would have killed it. It it was just a little too early. But, but I mean, to be fair, as happy as we were to have them, like the old Fantastic Four movies and the original X Men movies are also not great. Yeah, you get a point. Also, Charles Xavier's a dick. Yes, we we have gone down this road. I, I, I did, we don't need to have more of a conversation. I'm just reminding everyone. I thought I remembered the original X-Men movies being really good. They, they're not that great? Uh, they, were, they were fantastic when we didn't have anything else to compare them to. I still think X-Men 2 is great. Like, it's, it's a genuinely good movie. Huh. I don't remember them well enough. The, the only one I didn't really love, but I still thought it was kind of the story I thought was good, was the um, first class one where they were kids. Yeah, I actually like I I liked most of those like first class movies except for the Apocalypse one. That one was terrible. There's one. Oh, and the Dark Phoenix one. That one was even worse. That's the one. I got almost an hour into watching it, thinking I'd never seen it before. Before I realized I had. Sign of a great movie. It's so bad. I must have blocked it out. Yeah, but that first first class movie and Days of Future Past. Like Days of Future Past is actually really good. Yeah, like those two back to back happened, and they're both really good. Is that the one that had I Sentinels mean, in it? Yes. Yeah. There, there's a specific scene in Days of Future Past I'm not happy about, but we've been down that road too. The yeah, we probably talked about this too. But the the one in that one that I didn't like is that the I don't remember the bad guy whoever he was. They kept pulling out flat flat screen laptops like lcd laptops when everybody else was on like black and white uh you know crt screens and and like slide projectors it was ridiculous that he just pulled out this this future technology and if you had that tech you wouldn't have to ask anyone's permission to use it so it was that that took me out of the movie badly i don't even remember that yeah dude everybody's they've got like abacuses and this guy pulls out like your your new MacBook Pro. I'm assuming you're talking about Trask, but that's sort of what he is. He's he's the guy that has all the tech. So I mean, it kind of fits his character. Again, 
if you were the guy that had that tech, you would not need to ask anyone's permission to use it. The whole movie was about him getting permission to use it. I need to close this browser tab or I'm going to spend the next hour just reading about Espanso some more. Thank you, Taj. Oh, I thought you were looking at the animation of the coffee maker. I was looking at that for a while. Now, Lyle, have you tried the Clever Dripper? I don't think so. Because I suspect it has the potential to make a better cup of coffee than this one does. Just because you can time the steep. And that that's what makes it so much better than my last pour over. Oh, this is the one that's the... Um... The valve, like your tea. The, you said you had yeah, a tea I one think... that was similar. Okay, so I don't have this thing, but I have something that works essentially just like this. I have one yeah, you... that says it's used to make tea, and I just put coffee beans in it instead. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. So you've tried it then. Yeah, honestly, it just occur- you know what just occurred to me literally as I'm talking? This would be nope. a fantastic This would be a fantastic way to make cold brew. The, the Clever Dripper or the tea one that you have? Yeah, because the one the the tea one that I have literally looks like a mug, so you I could just put everything in it that I need to make the cold brew and put it in the refrigerator. Because at least when I make cold brew, you do you I do a, a very coarse grind on it. Yeah, the clever dripper probably would not work for that, just because. I mean, it it would if you lived alone and and no kids were going to open the fridge and you would weren't clumsy. But I fill it right to the very brim. Yes, yeah, so you. You had me as something that was theoretically possible until the last one there. Not being clumsy is not even theoretically possible for me. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. As you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're the guy that just told us you broke it twice. So uh, while we're on the uh, subject of movies, you want to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy? We can if you guys have ever seen it yet. I'm assuming you mean the third one. The most recent one, yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah, I watched that. I think it was actually the first movie I have ever watched this way. On the back of the airplane seat? Oh, I watched No Country for Old Men that way. That's a good movie, too. That is a very oh. good movie. Oh, hang and on, we, by the way. We, whoosh, whoosh, bing! Bing! Taj, it's you. Bro, I barely have a voice. Arr, there be spoilers! The links will go to to not have to edit anything. I just thought your your sandy voice sounded more like the recording that we had. I'm afraid if I try it, I won't have a voice left after I'm done. So, who wants to start? I mean, I liked it. I think it's nice that we finally get a Marvel movie where there's an ending. Like, it, it was three. I'm happy with the three. I'm happy where they left it. Like, it was a whole story. Cool. Like, it's nice like, to have we, an ending. They could choose not to do anything else with it. And it would be satisfactory. Absolutely. Like, I don't envision that happening, but they could. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, we did not watch the same movie because they ended this totally setting it up for multiple sequels. The only thing I didn't like about the movie, and this is me being like a stupid fanboy, um, just the fact that they fucked up Adam Warlock. Like, that character is a total badass in the comics, and they're just like, hey, what if we made him dumb? Who is that? I forget. This was so long ago. I saw the Golden this. Boy. Oh, okay. So, I mean, he was a badass. He was just also dumber than a bag of hammers. Yeah, but I mean, just for reference, in the original Infinity War, like the comic books, he's the guy that beats Thanos. He's he's that powerful. Like, and he's was awesome. And then they're just like, we're gonna make him stupid. I don't 
think they made him stupid. They made him emotionally immature. The guy was dumber than a bag of hammers. No, he was looking for approval. He he was a little ignorant, but he was he wasn't dumb. Either way, still, I don't think we saw the same movie because I thought this movie sucked. This was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was so predictable and so repetitive. I mean, it was so repetitive. There was like 40 minutes of the same battle scene. It was just, and as soon as it stopped, it started up again somewhere else. And it was the same scene all over again. This, this, oh, I did not like this movie at all. They spent 20 minutes building up with dramatic music, like the biggest, badassest monster. And he hatches out of the thing and it's a Chewbacca-pus. And he gets like blown away in one shot. And then they did it again and again and again with other monsters. Hey, Pokey. I mean, you're explaining a James Gunn movie. Like, you're just explaining what this movie was going to be from the beginning. Hey, Pokey, have you seen the rest of the Marvel movies? Yeah, a lot why of them. Did, why did you expect this to be anything other than what you just described it as? No, the rest of them were not this. This, no. No, but it's like, that's a James Gunn-ism. Is like, build up a thing to be super important, and then just literally shit the bed for fun funsies like it it, that's just his sense of humor but he didn't well yeah you're right it was again and again and again build up this egg and it hatches and it gets squashed and build up this spawning chamber and it hatches and gets squashed it just it was it was 20 solid minutes of that though It, it was not even funny the first time and it just kept happening again and again and again it was really really fucked out by the by the 10th minute let alone the 20th minute and seriously, do I not even get a chuckle for Chewbacca-puss? It's the only reason I put Guardians of the Galaxy on the list six months ago. I, Pokey, I, I, I want to give you a round of applause for working that hard for a single joke and remembering it that long. <laughs> I didn't remember it. I have a notepad that I keep secret from you guys. <laughs> That's even... Pokey, that... Now I will laugh at the joke. That is even more impressive. And... It was a it was a good joke. I wasn't laughing because I was listening too intently. You don't have to be that impressed. I keep it on your server. Yeah, but I'm not going to go looking for it. No, I understand. Well, I mean, you might now, but it doesn't matter. No, it's, no, I'm still not going to. There's nothing on it. Everything I put on that notepad gets spent every episode. That's what she said. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of a single redeeming quality that this movie had. Oh, no, I can. I take it back. There was one redeeming thing about this movie. I don't think my wife is going to make me go to any more Marvel movies. I don't think she liked it a whole lot either. Or if she did, she didn't have much to say about it. Well, they're they're probably not going to make any more because James Gunn now is running all of DC. So he's he's not making another Marvel movie anytime soon. At Marvel's either got a... They kind of... I don't know. I'm, I'm losing how to describe this. They worked so hard and built up to a really like compelling story. And now we're in kind of the, okay, now what? And they have lots of things that could be good. And they have to just fucking pick a direction. They did. They're picking the multiverse and nobody cares. I mean, maybe if they didn't lean into it so hard with Ant-Man. It's just, I don't think it's as good of a story. Like, and there's not a, um, they keep trying to sell Kang as the big bad. And he's okay. But I, I mean, but the, the, nobody believes Kang is the big bad. 
And now he doesn't ha- even know that he can be the big bad because he might be in prison. Who knows? But it's just that was just like Loki being set up as the big bad up through Avengers. And then plot twist. No, he's he's like the mini boss. And then suddenly he's not bad at all ish. And yeah. I think they're I think they're working toward the same formula. But the question is, then, who's the bigger bad? The Lex Luthor guy. The, the what now? I think that's Kang. No. Kingpin. Kingpin's the, the biggest bad they've got. Uh, he would be a great big bad for everybody. Unfortunately, they're not letting him be in the movies. He's also not... He's not everybody's. I know. He's a Spider-Man guy. I mean, he's just not at the right scale. Like, he's a big bad for, like, the street-level New York crew. Which is a hugely compelling thing, and I wish we could pick up more of the Netflix stuff, because that stuff was great. I mean, it'll come out eventually. Like, I think now we'll get Daredevil in 2027 or something. I, I, Tosh, I need you to write this down. I'm about to say something that I don't think either of us expected me to say. Oh, shit, go. Actually, you probably do, but I, I kind of want more John Barenthal's Punisher. He's going to be in this next season of Daredevil. Like, confirmed Netflix and the writing team on that did something I did not think was possible. Like made me give a shit about Frank Castle. Yeah. But I think it's because he never pretended to be anything. He was anything other than what he was in that iteration. Yes. He, they, he knew he and everyone else involved like with him knew he was very clear. He's like, Oh no, I'm a monster. I am not a good guy here. I may unintentionally do some good things, but that is not the purpose for me existing. <laughs> See, the thing about waiting till 2027 to use Kingpin again is the actor is going to age in that time and they should really use him as much as they can while he's still young enough to look like the guy from the TV show. I'm still hoping that because he's going to be in Daredevil and he's going to be in Echo whenever that comes out. That's another thing that's like just whenever... um, I'm still hoping that when they make another Spider-Man movie, because now they've reset Spider-Man to be the Spider-Man from the comic books, like he's just Spider-Man, not like Tony Stark Spider-Man. He's just regular Spider-Man. Um, that they'll have him as the villain because that would work really well. Yeah, it would be. Except they're gonna do a Venom one first, probably. God, I hope not. Why not? They tied them together. You just don't like the Venom movies that much. You don't think with some good writing it could be any better. I mean, if they do the one from the comic books and not the stuff they've been doing in the movies. I mean, I feel like the Venom movies that Sony did, with the stipulation they weren't allowed to touch Spider-Man at all, weren't bad. Yes, I understand telling Venom without Spider-Man is ridiculous. But if you start with the assumption that that's what you're going to have to do, if you want to tell it, or maybe it's just that I thought that, oh my god, why why can I not get his name? Because I can't either, and he's like one of my favorite actors. Tom. Tom Hardy. Thank you. Yes, that's it. Tom Hardy doesn't look the way I expect Eddie Brock to look, but he still did a great Eddie Brock. I still just, I, that character doesn't make any sense without Spider-Man. Sorry. Like, full stop. No, 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 no. I, no, no. I started with, I know this is absurd. If we start with the assumption that it's going to have to be absurd, and we're always going to be playing catch-up, they didn't do a bad job playing catch-up. Yeah, but he's another, he's an actor that I, I feel like they wasted him on that, and he probably would have been better doing something else. He's been good at everything he's ever done. That guy's incredible. I mean, he was even good in a bad Star Trek movie. Who was he in a Star Trek movie? 
Yeah, I didn't see that. And Nemesis, he's the clone Picard. Oh my god! Are oh you yeah, serious? that's right. I forgot about that. We just watched that too. My wife and I said, "That's Tom Hardy." And my wife goes, "Oh, who's Tom Hardy?" He's just you know young and hadn't like worked out to the point where he's a brick wall. Hadn't grown his teeth out yet. That too. What? I said that too. Now that you say that, I'm replaying it in my head, and I totally see it. But I did not see it until you just told me that. Yeah, he's really good in that movie. Well, if you only saw it when it was a new movie, when it was fresh, Lyle, he wasn't Tom Hardy yet. So how would you know? I know I've seen it at least once, if not twice since then. Now, in that case, he's incredible. If you've never seen it in the movie Legend, he's unbelievable in that movie. Yeah, he is. It's a really good movie. I tried watching the um, the um, Al Capone movie, and uh, I see why the movie has got such low scores. But he's really good in it. Actually, everybody's really good in it. It's just it's a movie that it's really hard to watch. You're watching someone decline, and you want to feel sympathy for him, but it's Al Capone, so you can't. So it's it's really really difficult to watch the movie. And I turned it off. I didn't finish it. But he's been good in everything else. Yeah. I can't think of something that I saw him in that I didn't like. Like, the the thing that's coming to mind is Bane in the Batman movies, but he wasn't bad. It was just this, the, like, sound design was bad. Oh, I thought the yeah, sound I mean, design was, was great. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm not a fan of the way that they portrayed Bane so much in that, but he did a good job with what he had. Yeah. I I thought he was one of the best villains of all time as Bane, and I only found out very recently, several weeks ago, this year, I only found out that that was him. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they take somebody as pretty as Tom Hardy and then put all that like crap on his face for no good reason. Because he was yoked. He's not actually all that pretty. He's got messed up teeth, and he's he was not yoked for that movie. He put on like forty pounds, but most of it was pizza fat. He said uh, he he wasn't going to the gym when he bulked up for that movie. I he would have been the only thing that I can complain about is. I would much rather like the movie if I didn't have to. Really? Hey, Taj. Yes. I think I have bad news for everyone listening to this this, this specific episode. Go on. That's what I sound like. Well, you sound like Christian Bale in that movie. <laughs> no. I'm not new. Well, maybe. I feel if I tried that, Batman, I'm definitely going to lose my voice. You said you were Batman. That's the one we were thinking of. You didn't think we were thinking of Mr. Mom, did you? No. Okay. I was hoping I was cool and I was Kevin Conroy, but I guess not. We've got some very bad news for you, Dodge. Okay, that needs to go on the soundboard. Some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> I don't think it was any good. <laughs> that someone is me. <laughs> oh, all right. Another question about movies. I've been wondering this. Have you guys seen Joker yet? No. I still have not. Okay. That's so weird to me, because you guys like superhero movies or comic book movies. I, I think we talked about this last time. The parts of it I saw, I was just like, I don't want to watch a movie of this. It's just like somebody being shit on for a, a long time. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not down. Yeah, I went to we, high school. I went to high school. I don't need to watch a movie of this. Yeah, okay. That's that's why I turned off Capone. I just was like, oh, that's going to be me when I'm 70 or 80. I, ugh, I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. I will be it. No, you'll be Batman. Nah, probably not. I'm going to get old and set in the Batcave and hire a new kid to be Batman Beyond. Which, why the fuck do we not have that movie yet? 
Wait, which one? You lost me for a second. Batman Beyond. Because Warner Brothers can do fuck all correct with DC. Uh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. They want Marvel money without doing Marvel work. Apparently, that that was they were gonna do it with uh, Michael Keaton, but that was part of the plan when they had like the Batgirl movie that they shelved and all that. That it was gonna set him up to do a Batman Beyond movie. What's Batman Beyond? Is that the cartoon? It was one of the cartoons. Basically, old cranky Batman can't be Batman anymore, so he take basically he has a Robin, and it's it's not a Robin, but it's a kid, and he makes them the new Batman. Spoilers: You later find out that like that kid is a government plant that is a clone of Bruce Wayne. Okay, okay. I did definitely did not watch that long enough to find that out, but honestly, not surprised. I thought they are making that movie right now. Nope. Also, knowing what I know now, I wonder why he didn't tap Damien for that. What movie are they making that's got him in it as old cranky Batman who can't be Batman? I mean, they just did Flash with him in it. And that he was kind of that character for a minute. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to be Batman. Oh, it was, it was Flash. They did it? Okay. Because I saw clips of him in the suit and they made a joke about the suit where they made it all modern and flexible and stuff. And he got in, he goes, this, this isn't the Batman suit. I can move the Batman. I'm not supposed to be able to move in the Batman suit. How can I do the Batman lean if I can move my neck? Oh, and Lyle, I think the reason that that was never Damien is because I don't think Damien existed when they made that show. I think Damien came. Okay. That's fair. That's a fair answer. Wasn't that like his kid with Ra's al Ghul's daughter? Yep. I thought so. Which apparently the new, like when, James Gunn takes over and they do a Batman movie. Um, supposedly he wants to do Damien as Robin. Um, isn't that the, I'm just going to murder people, Robin. Yeah. For a hot minute. Oh, he grows out of it. Kinda. <laughs> Kinda. Don't we all eventually Lyle? No. Uh, Pokey, you're the oldest of us. So you tell me. Yeah. Some days, someday murder will not be as fulfilling as it once was. If they ever do make, a Batman movie that you approve of, Taj? Are you going to make a t-shirt about it? I mean, I might. I, I can do that now. Let's hear this. I don't know. I just... So I got to a point. My 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 lovely wife um, has always kind of... I don't want to say yelled at me, but always been mad that essentially all the clothing I own are free t-shirts I got from schools I worked at or free t-shirts I got from where I currently work. Uh, so I, I have a lot of really old shirts that are all falling apart. And um, my wife was like, well, you need new shirts. And I was like, yeah, but shirts suck. I don't, I don't want to like find shirts that fit. I don't like everything is stupid. And I want something that I, I just want something cleverer than like, Hey, here's a band shirt or whatever. Hey. So, I mean, yeah. I wear those too sometimes. You didn't like that DMX shirt we sent you for your last birthday? I would rock a DMX shirt. X gonna give it to you. You know what I'm saying? What? No, but I'll pretend I do. Um. So yeah, I just uh, somebody bought me as a gift. I forget what it was. Like this basic screen printing kit, and it sat on the shelf for like probably a year. And I was like, I'm gonna get to that when I finally wear out all my shirts. And I I finally got to the end of all my shirts. Um, or pretty much the end. So I got it out probably about a month and a half ago, a month ago, and just started fucking around with it, making shirts and stuff, uh, just trying it. It, it is fun. Um, it is a skill 
that takes a lot of practice. Like I've, I've fucked up a lot of shirts <laughs> or, or not even really shirts, just papers and stuff that I'm like trying to screen print. Um, but I kind of love the fucking punk rock of it. Like I, if I want to, if I want a fucking shirt of something that nobody will ever make, I, I just make my own. It, it's it's kind of cool. I really dig it. Are you going to make a zine? I mean, that's kind of the feel like it really is. Um, especially if you do like paper and you do like poster kind of stuff. Yeah. It's totally that vibe. Like I, I, I dig it a lot. Interesting. How do you make the screens? <clears throat> so I, I have pre-bought screens. Um, I'm probably going to build some more because I mean, they're pretty easy and the, the, the actual screen material is cheap to buy. Um, but what I do is, I mean, kind of the same process you do any other screen printing is you code it in photo emulsion and then you let it dry in a dark place. And then I print out, um, transparencies on my printer. Like I could just print them off my regular printer. Um, we'll get back to that on another topic in a little bit. Um, and then I just take that and I bring it downstairs to where I can turn off all the lights except for one and still see, but the light's not direct. And I have a, uh, LED UV lamp and I just slap it down, turn on the lamp for 30 seconds, take it off, take it upstairs, wash it out, and I've got a screen. And I can just screen print it and when I'm done I've got a emulsion remover and I can just spray the screen, pull out all the emulsion, just do it again if I want. So you you spread mayonnaise on it and then it somehow becomes a shirt? Kinda, yeah. It's magic mayonnaise, but yes. So the magic mayonnaise with the light eats the holes in the screen that lets the ink go through? It's so... The part that is covered by the transparency that is black, the UV light doesn't get into, so the rest of it cures and it's hard. And then when I take the the transparency off and take it upstairs and I run water, it washes out the part that didn't cure. So it's basically a negative. Gotcha. Like we were already talking about new random shirts. <laughs> what is the screen material? Of course, yeah. What is the screen material made of? Uh, I don't know what it's made out of. To be completely honest, you uh, you just if you look up like screen printing screen material it just comes up i didn't even look at what it is you just you the difference is like the mesh size you can go like big mesh or small mesh okay oh yeah. so it is kind of like a fabric then it's a woven yeah 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 material. No, it's, it's definitely fabric but yeah we were talking about i want to i think I, i've kind of changed it because lyle made me rethink my thing because it was a little insensitive but i totally i'm doing this i'm gonna do a half tone uh picture of stallman on a shirt and just at the bottom and just big like meme letters, just put full Stallman. I did not say it was insensitive. No, the way I worded it before was a little insensitive. What I said was people who don't get the joke might not, might think we were insulting someone. I'm not sure I'm not. Okay. That's true. Jesus. I thought when you said it was going to be insensitive, I was, I thought the word underneath was going to be cannibal. (laughs) Toe jam eater. You could make it out of you could make it out of hypo color, so that when it's cold, it says cannibal, but when you warm up, it says sage. Actually, I'm going to change it. I'm going to have just a picture of Stallman, and at the bottom is just going to say, "I brought my own lunch." Nice. It, it's going to be some variant of the picture we found, right? Yeah, his his whole Church of Emacs picture. That's what I want to do. Ask me about my live music catalog. I mean, we went actually yesterday. We were, uh, I was out with my wife and we went to Michael's and they had t shirts for $3 a piece. I bought a shit ton of t shirts. I was going to say, how many did you buy? A lot. You're like, I will take two pallets. 
I'm gonna have a lot of t-shirts, guys. Man, bought- speaking of t- speaking of t-shirts, I am wearing a shirt that I don't even know how old it is. It is literally my favorite t-shirt. It has something printed on it, and you almost can't see it anymore. That's how long I've worn this shirt. That's a good shirt. Yeah, it's got holes in it from just being old, and yeah, I like it a lot. I bought a t-shirt when I was in high school, or maybe even junior high school, and it was a weird kind of a tie-dye that made it look like it had bubbles all over it, almost like bubbles were rising through a swamp or something. It was really strange looking, and I loved that shirt, and it was so comfortable. And the more I wore it, the more the, just the softer it got and the more comfortable it got. But the sleeves at the edges were all frayed and falling apart, and the neck was all falling apart. And my ex-wife hated that shirt, and she yelled at me every time I wore it that I looked like a bum and looked terrible, and there were holes coming through it. And I just, I still liked it. It was comfortable. And finally, finally, after years and years and years, she made me throw the shirt away, and I finally threw it away. And like the very next day, she's wearing a sweatshirt with ripped up sleeves and ripped up neck and holes in it. I was so effing mad. I mean, I literally keep one shirt in my wardrobe just to piss my wife off. Like, I don't even wear it anymore. I just like to pull it out every once in a while and be like, hey, look at this. Oh, no, I don't. I wouldn't do that. No. But I did make her throw that sweatshirt away that very day. Oh, I can't. I love this sweatshirt. Jeez, now you know how I felt about my t-shirt you made me throw away. Rotten troll. Thoughts of rotten troll makes me want to enter pission. That sounds good. So, did I tell you guys a couple of months ago when there was some lineup changes with Glory Hammer? No. Uh, Well, apparently they parted ways with their lead singer. That's unfortunate. Mostly. Uh, He's come out with his own, like, project. Uh, As part of the band, his stage name was Angus McFife. Uh, um, His new project is Angus McSix. (laughs) And I listened to the first track that he released, and the, the, the story of the track is basically, fuck you, I'm awesome. I mean, that's definitely a way to go. Yeah. Wait, I don't get the joke. Why is Angus McSix a joke? Oh, wait, because Fife Six? There you go. Why is Six afraid of Seven? Because Seven, Eight, Nine. I, too, went to first grade. Okay, so the album is titled Angus McSix and the Sword of Power. And this is actually all the way from April. I apparently did not know this for this long, so I'm sorry. The first three tracks are Master of the Universe, which is Hey, Fuck You, I'm Awesome, Six Caliber, and... Laser shooting dinosaur. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can work with this. Yes. I'm about to check this out. I checked this out when you first posted this, and this is not up my alley. This, for me, crossed the line from self aware to self abuse, I think. 
I'm just wondering how he has gotten away with some of this without copyright infringement. Because <laughs> I'm I'm looking at like the website. I'm like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of He-Man in this. But it's it's Master of the Universe, not Masters of the Universe. Yeah, no, like none of the things are like y- yes, it's definitely evoking He-Man. It's Mac Dowels, not Mick Donalds. They're legally distinct things. Just coming to America, if you didn't remember that one. Actually, I got that reference. Old enough Thank to you. have gotten that reference. Don't and watch the sequel, it's terrible. I The original one might be terrible. I don't know. I loved it at the time. I haven't seen it in like 30 years. Nah, I've seen it recently. It's still good. Your royal penis is clean, Majesty. <laughs> I know, I know. That's going on the soundboard. But seriously, we laughed about that for days. As, as well you should. It's a good joke. It was, it was a great joke. She came up out of the water after like 10 minutes. Hey, Taj. Yes. We haven't talked about Strange New Worlds. No, we have not. And it's over now. We've been gone long enough that the whole show has happened. To be clear, this season, it is not over over. I don't know. Paramount could kill it at any moment, I guess. Okay, yeah. Fuck them. They could do whatever they want. They're dumb. This is a little bit of, we've already talked about some of it. Actually, we talked more about Picard than we did Strange New Worlds. Yeah, that's because I was watching it right before OLF and sobbing. Yeah, it has that effect. But we can do that later. I mean, they knew which button they were pushing, and they sure hammered it. They just It was like a rat in an experiment. Just hit it over and over and over again. I'm not complaining. I'm the rat. I was happy. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say. I think I'd rather be the cocaine rat. I mean, so I know I said Strange New Worlds, (laughs) but since we brought it up, let's hit Picard first. I, okay. Season, season three of Picard was basically just, hey, do you remember when? Yeah. I mean, it just like kept hitting me in the face with member berries and I loved it every second of it. I was, I knew what was happening and I, I didn't want anything else to happen. It was great. I mean, they did set up another show. Like the whole thing was a setup for another show. But y- like, yes, that, that entire season exists, existed largely to pilot the new show, which, I would absolutely watch the hell out of. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much at the point of like um this whole like Starfleet Academy show that you're doing set in the Discovery timeline, uh just 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 go ahead and shut that show down. Nobody cares. And let's just go make legacy because that's what everybody wants. And uh uncancel prodigy. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I feel like it was the first time that it it was so hard in the nostalgia, but I also feel like it was the first time that anybody in do Star Trek felt like they were allowed to make it be like Star Trek, if that makes any sense. I mean, Strange New Worlds has to a certain extent. Um, I was going to say, Strange New Worlds feels very Star Trek to me. It does, but I mean, like, to the point of just like, uh, pers- like everything was exact. Uh, everything was the way it should be. Like, uh, would you see a Constitution class in Picard Season 3? It doesn't look like Discoveries or uh, like Strange New World's Constitution class. It is the original Constitution class, right? Like, all the, it was like none of New Trek had happened. And it was just a continuation of what happened before. Um, which I think is kind of what everybody wanted all along. I don't know. Yeah, they call it canon in the Star Trek world. The fans, that's what the fans call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aware. All right. Except for New Trek just decided that that wasn't a thing. We've had 
many a lengthy discussion about canon, and so I will simply rely on all of the things I have already said about that. Yes, best left untouched. I'm glad they're not making any more Picard, though. Like, I'm I'm good with where they left those people. And, like, if they do a legacy show and they bring those characters on as, like, cameos, you know, once a season, that's fine. But, like, for that crew to be done, that that's a good way to go and they, they got their send-off, and it was good, but they got it. Yeah. And the characters that they added this season were good. Like, I actually gave a shit about them. In, in like what less than 10 episodes yeah i do have a, a behind the scenes question that i wonder if you have the answer to and i decided to wait and just ask you rather than look it up myself which i could have done probably smart if it's star trek related go ahead they reference janeway a bunch of times and yes. yet kate Mulligrew did not show up i don't know okay i mean like sorry i am inferring a question there i knew where you were going though why why was she why did she never show up it was more like is there explicitly bad blood or I don't think so because she she literally gives him orders a nemesis. Oh, this is true. Like I, and he seemed they seemed polite with each other so I'm assuming there was nothing wrong. I think that um I know she's made comments in the the past that she likes animation cuz she doesn't have to look like the way she looked back then. Um, I, no, I I I didn't mean between her and um Patrick Stewart. I meant between her and Paramount. Oh, no, I mean she she's doing prodigy so i mean she's no, clearly, i mean no she isn't well she's not anymore but <laughs> she she was doing that and i mean i think it's inevitable she's gonna have to show up eventually um especially if they keep going down the seven of nine road like she's gonna yeah have i mean to show be- up. between seven of nine and tuvok and them talking so much about her and ding ding spoilers so much emphasis on the borg how, how do you not have like number one badass board killer lady show up. The only thing that I can think of is that they maybe they didn't want to because all this was made like during the pandemic, they made season three. Um, I'm wondering if they knew that she was going going to be part of Prodigy and they didn't know where that was going to end up. So they didn't want to use her because that would paint them into a corner with with her. Um, But that's almost like somebody that would have taken a lot of planning and forethought, which they probably wouldn't do. I would bet what you said she said was right, that she likes anime because she doesn't have to look like she does. She did back then. The older she gets, the more she looks like Catherine Hepburn. I mean, but that's to me, it's like, okay, she got old. Uh, duh, we all get old. That's, <laughs> that's the matter. thing that happens to people. Yes, I'm aware of that, but certain people don't like that. Uh, uh, they they don't like watching themselves go through it, particularly women. Women hate looking older. I forget where I read that, and I, I don't know if it was her just sort of joking or if she really meant it when she said it, but I, I seem to remember that when Prodigy came out because they were asking her uh, if she wanted to do live action again, and she was kind of like, no, I like animation because I, I don't have to like look the same way I did back then. Well, Eminem said it best. A lot of truth is said in jest. I, I no, didn't you mean probably to rhyme that, sorry. Well, I mean, it's a it better rhyme. Even if it's a slant rhyme. Those are almost better. No, but I mean, I didn't mean to rhyme it. I didn't realize it was going to rhyme when I said that he had put it best. I would have phrased it differently so it didn't come out rhyming. We all know you can spit bars. It's fine. No, I cannot. That's my whole point. I'm the master rapper, and I'm here to say I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. It's about it.
Yeah, Fruity Pebbles are overrated. Yeah, but the Barney rap was hip hop at its finest in 1983. I mean, I guess you could say that. Well, yes, I could. I was there, youngin. I was I there was, too. I was. I, I was not. I'm the. I'm the baby. I was there, and I was two years old. We we were the target audience for that commercial. We knew how lame it was. We made fun of that commercial so bad. I mean, isn't that the way that like adult marketing works? It's like we're going to tap into the kids and then just totally fuck it up. No, because they pulled off Transformers. We loved that shit. Thundercats, GI Joe, all that. All right, that's great. Right. Yeah, that 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 was a slam dunk. Yeah, but that's season three of Picard. I I liked it. I I know why I liked it. I know it wasn't great, but there was enough there that I'm I'm that same team making a new show. I'm there for. I think it would be cool. We're yeah. still. Oh, sorry, Lyle. I was just agreeing. We're still working our way through Deep Space Nine now, and some of Deep Space Nine is very good, and some of Deep Space Nine is very, very bad. <laughs> the bad ones really hurt. That's what happens when you have twenty-four episodes a season. Some of oh. them gotta be stinkers. Like I love Worf. I hate every Worf storyline. They all suck. They're all terrible. No, no, they're not terrible. They're dishonorable. Hey. Yeah, either way. They, yeah, exactly. No, there's not one good Worf storyline. I disagree. What's a good You one? might not be there yet, but I disagree. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you at in Deep Space Nine? Uh, we just watched the one where they found the sword of Kalis and decided the best thing to do with it was to throw it into deep space. Wasn't that next gen? No, nope. deep space nine. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I'm thinking no, of next gen is the one where he abandoned his child to the humans because family is the most important, honorable thing to a Klingon. I mean, you, you saw his son, you, you drop him off at the near space station too. If you had him, they just, they screw up every they screw up every Klingon storyline, let alone Worf storyline. What season are you in? I think it's four. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's going to be some good Worf. And then the other one they had was where um, Dax meets her ex-wife from another life. And they're having dinner with Julian. And he doesn't make one move on the two of them. Like, get out of here. Where's the real Julian? Who's this body clone? I mean, she has, like, verbally bodied him over and over again and made it very clear she is entirely disinterested. Yeah, and that's the game they play. And he could have taken a whole new angle because th there was definitely chemistry between these two, but it was, like, forbidden fruit. But he's not forbidden fruit. He could have made this work for them. He, he could have been their emissary. I hate you. I, I think I hate that joke so much because it works. <laughs> I came up with that on the fly. That is not something I put in the, my notes on the other page. I, I have a theory about Bashir on D space nine. Um, so he, when he first starts out, he is that character that you're, you're, you're thinking of like, he's going to Mac on all the women. Then he just starts to be like, just normal. Like he doesn't do that anymore. Um, that really coincides with the time where he was married to the actress that played uh, Major Kira. And I think because they were on the same set, he was just like, I'm going to be on my best behavior. He was married to her? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'd be on my best behavior, too, if I was him. Don't screw that up. I mean, he did, but 
they were only married for a few years. Yeah, when, well, when they say I, never marry an actress. I mean, when you when I don't know if you've gotten there yet because I forget where it is. When Kira's pregnant, no, nope, I haven't show, got there yet. Oh well, she's pregnant in real life with his baby. Oh, and they wrote it into the show. Not it's somebody else's baby, but <laughs> in the show. But that's she was pregnant with his kid, and so they had to write her being pregnant in the show. And they did it in, I have to say, the funniest fucking way possible. Yeah, no, it's it's chef's kiss. It's good. All right, don't tell me. Don't you, worry, you guys, I'm not going to. I was going to say, you, you. I was going to amend that and say, you guys are doing a good job not telling me. Good, good job, keep it up. Anyways, that's Strange New Worlds, though. Goddamn, it's so good. Uh, second season, every fucking episode is a swing for the fences. Like, they don't And pull. they don't miss. Uh, they miss once, but that's it. The whole season. And the, the where they missed is not where I expected them to miss. What is it you think they missed with? I think the finale is terrible. Why is that? Uh, I just, I don't care. Like, nothing in that made me care about it. Like, I, I'm not buying the Gorn thing. <laughs> like, I just, it's not interesting. I don't like it. It seemed like what would be a stinker episode in the, you know, old Trek. Um I, the only saving grace is the Scotty thing. Like, I think that that's like, okay, well, that was that was there. But there was just so much in that episode that, uh, like, Chapel being on the fucking saucer section and then Spock, I mean, like, you think about how big that ship is, Spock finds her. Like, it's just, there's a lot going on in that episode that I'm like, come on. Are you kidding me? Everything else was great. Like, I liked the episode that had the Lower Decks crossover. I really don't like Lower Decks, but that was a good episode, right? And it, everything they did, the musical episode. I like musicals. I'm not sure I wanted a musical in my Star Trek, but you know what? It was decent. And uh, actually, some of the tunes are freaking really catchy. Uh, so, you know, I, I think in general, Big Swings worked every time, except for they didn't hit the landing. But to be completely honest, 9 out of 10, I'm perfectly happy with. With the musical episode specifically, I have only seen one show do as good of a musical episode. And that's Buffy. Yep. And they basically just lift the same premise. They're just like, we're, we're going to do kind of the same thing. Yeah, the reason I think that the, the Buffy episode is good is the same reason I think this one's good. They even like make a joke about the Buffy episode in that episode. Oh, do they? Yeah, somebody makes a joke about bunnies. Oh, okay. And it's, it's just like a if-you-know-you-know you know kind of situation. Like, if I had heard that, I would have been in the if-you-know-you-know, you know, but I didn't hear All right, I got it rat hole us real quick you mentioned scotty don't know if i've mentioned it here before i feel like i might have um but mike Rowe from dirty jobs does a podcast called the way i heard it and he did an episode about james doohan and it was freaking killer and everyone should listen to it oh he was he was a way more interesting guy than just being scotty Frankly, so was Gene Roddenberry. There are so many stories of Gene Roddenberry that, like, from before he made the show that I'm just like, A, I can't believe that that was the same dude, and B, like, holy crap. How do you spell Doohan? How do you spell his last name? D-O-O-H-A-N, I think. D-E-O-H-A-N? No, I think it's just D-O-O. Mm, maybe not. Yep, D-O-O-H-A-N. That's how you spell it. It's D-U-H-A-S-T. Duhast Mish. No Klingon on the show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're impressed I got that, aren't you, Lyle? You were alive in the 90s. That's not when I heard that, though. Was it last week? No, no, it was when my wife and I were dating. 
She used to run to them. That's a good running song. I still think it's interesting that the only that like nobody will give ratings for anything streaming, but uh, Paramount loves to talk about how how Strange New Worlds is the biggest show they have. It's because it's a good show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I think like if before that show came out and you came up to me and you're like, "Oh, I want to get into Star Trek. Where should I start?" It would it would be a conversation of like, okay, I'm gonna ask you like, what do you like? <laughs> if you if you like just space opera, cool. Next gen, that's where you should start. Um, do you like spy stuff? Do you like like political stuff? Okay, Deep Space Nine. Do you like campy bullshit? That's Voyager. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, now it's like you want to watch Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Just start there. It's perfect. It, it's the best way to it's start the show. Objectively, the correct answer. It's like first thing in the timeline. If you ignore Enterprise, but Enterprise doesn't make any sense if you haven't seen Star Trek before. Like because it's it's first, but also not in a way that's reasonable. Yeah, it's like you kind of have to have done your homework for that to be good. Not to be good, but like to to get everything out of it, right? Where this, you can just jump in. And it's like. This is this is Starfleet. This is the Federation. This is how things work. This is how a starship works. Um, this this is how to have a completely competent crew. Is good shit. Very good shit. I'm just mad we're not going to get any like good Star Trek back for a long time because it's like Lower Decks is now, and then I think after that's over, we get the last season of Discovery, and then nothing for a long time. I need to you know finish up, catch up on Lower Decks, and. Like I'm looking forward to the end of Discovery, in both kind of meanings of the word. Me too. Me too. One more than the other. But yeah, I I'm. It's time to wrap that up. It. I still feel like the show gets increasingly better each season. Yeah, which I know. I mean, starts out with not a not a very high bar, has a lot of work to do, but does quite a bit of it. I mean, under no circumstances should anybody ever watch season one of Discovery. It's just not good. Um, season two is only good in the parts where Pike is there. Season three is okay because they do the jump to the future. I feel like that's when the show actually like figures out what it is. Season four was meh, and I I don't know what season five is going to be. Confusing. Well, it seems like it's going to be like the whole se- a. But I'm Star Trek does not need to have a season long like mystery box. I, that's a fucking JJ Abrams thing, and they're they're obsessed with it. I, I mean, I don't know. There was also all of how DS9 was. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't that... a mystery box, but they did have like season long plots. Right. And that's fine if you have a season long plot. But like, it wasn't like, oh, we don't know what this is until we figure it out at the very end. And apparently, like, this last season is them going after some artifact that nobody knows what it is. And I'm like, okay. We're going to do this again, and we're going to get to the end, and every single time you do it, it is not satisfying. But whatever. That's what you've been doing. Let's do it to finish up. No, bad news. What's that? I'm not going to be able to find the James Doohan episode because the way he does this show, it's kind of like the big reveal. You don't know who it is till the end of the episode. So he doesn't have his name in it, in the title or in the description, and I have no idea what to search for. That's kind of a cool way of doing it, though. Like, not saying who it is to the end. I kind of like that. Oh, it's very good. It's a very good... The He's changed the podcast. It, it used to be that um, 
for almost 200 episodes, and then he changed it and went long form to like an hour and a half, and, and I don't listen to that anymore, but I did listen to all of the old ones, and it, they, they are very good. It's a great way to do it. It was kind of like that old news segment, the, that's the rest of the story. Um, I didn't see much of that, but he was trying to emulate that. Speaking of emulating, are you emulating the ink in your cartridges? No, but I'm fucking replacing it. With? More ink. Damn. How do you get around the DRM? Uh, I thankfully have a printer from before the DRM times. No, because I was doing the screen printing. Like, our printer has literally sat on this desk for probably 10, 12 years. And I mean, maybe once every six months we print something. <laughs> so, like, uh, it's not a thing that gets a lot of use. But now that I'm doing the screen printing stuff, I, I was actually printing a, a fair amount. And I looked at how much cartridges cost. Because it wasn't a thing I ever had to deal with because we never printed enough that need to replace them. Holy fuck. Uh, printer cartridges are stupid. That's a wake-up call if you haven't ever had to pay for them. I mean, I have, but like, it's like I buy one and it's been like three years. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. you know. But when you, you use one and like, you know, a month later you got to buy another one, I'm like, no, 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 this is not going to work. So I looked into it and I bought a kit to like just refill printer cartridges and I knew it was a thing you could do but I had always heard nightmare stories about how hard it is and how like messy it is just put on some fucking gloves and lay down like a drop cloth it's not that bad like I can refill a printer cartridge that costs like 45 bucks like six or seven times with this refill kit and the refill kit costs like 11 bucks I see no difference between the way it prints so I'm like this this is the way I'm moving forward now yeah I would too so if you got an old printer, uh, look into it. It's not not that bad. I don't know. Maybe I'm used to messing with weird chemicals and stuff, so <laughs> it's just not that big of a deal. Also fair. Po- Pokey, you, your SD card is no worky. What, what's going on? I deleted it by accident. It's not my SD card. It's my buddy's SD card. I, I So... It was from the trip that we tried to make on motorcycles where we got to West Virginia. He was recording for a lot of it. He's got an action cam built into his um, intercom. So he had a lot of our conversations and a lot of footage recorded. Uh, And he, I was trying to help him out. I was trying to charge his headset and I was wondering how quickly it charged and my the the USB charger I have installed on my bike has an amp meter built into an amp meter built into it, so it can tell you the amp draw of anything that's on it. And it wasn't drawing anything. And that's all I wanted to know: how much did it draw when it was charging? And it was so little it wasn't even enough to read. And that's why it takes so long to charge. But he wanted me to see how long it took if it drew any more power while it was recording. And I should have just handed the thing to him and said, "Here." do it. I don't know how to make it work. But he told me what button to hit and I hit it, but it started doing something else and I hit it one more time by accident and it said deleted, confirmed or something to that effect. So I I don't think it's been reformatted. I think it just deleted the um, the table. The file uh, table. Thank you, the file table. Um, and I don't know how to restore it. And I'm hoping somebody does. I know Lyle said he might be able to help me, but we've you know had busy summers, so Anyway, yeah, that's it's it's heartbreaking. I'm still hanging onto his card, still finger swapped that that's all it is, and that we can restore it because he he got some good footage. I've got nothing. I don't know how to do anything like that. 
Yeah, I don't too. I've done some nonsense, and it's not always easy, but it is usually doable. Doable is good. Aha! I found it! The SD card? No, the episode about James Doohan. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. No, this is? That works. I'll take it.